If you're into all things comics, you have to check out Take a Knee for Marvel vs. DC, your go-to podcast for comic and superhero discussion, debates, polls, and more. Tune in as regular Scott and Ozzy Killmonger chat about your favorite comic topics, and you never know who may show up for an open mic or what will be next on their favorite, One Gotta Go. Take a Knee for Marvel vs. DC, every Sunday, powered by the Defy Light Podcast Network. For Nerds by Nerds Productions. Welcome back to the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Josh. Today, I am joined with Mr. JVD from the Villains of Ben and the uh, Crossover Collision podcast. What's going on, buddy? Uh, excited to do this uh, after listening to so many commentaries from you guys. Uh, I don't know if I should be as serious as possible or just kick back and have a good time because you guys crack me up, man. Oh, hell no. Don't be serious at all. This is a... Uh... This is very loose, and we don't even have to talk about the movie. We talk about whatever the fuck comes up. So. I realized that from uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> Thank good you. Stuff. Oh, it's, 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 the episode might be good stuff. That movie is trash. <laughs> oh, man, you're giving, you're giving credit. <laughs> Straight trash. All right. Um, today we are doing the final movie in our Justice League versus Godzilla and Kong month. Which is Godzilla, King of the Monsters from what is twenty nineteen? Uh, yes, sir. Yep. But this movie is like two hours and fifteen minutes, so we'll jump right into this, and we also do the best of the bad segment throughout the episode instead of at the end because this is a real long one for you. So, uh, yeah, I'm the... looking forward to those on this one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So on the uh, count of three, we will hit play. One, two, three, play. I always love what they do with these legendary logos. They do some really cool shit. I was just about to say that. You took the words right out of my mouth. Like, well, they've always got something cool, and it's very related to the movie somehow. I didn't... I Like I, we talked before I hit record, you said you've seen this movie a bunch. I have only seen it once in the theater, and I really did like it a lot. I, I remember walking out with some... Not issues. I didn't. I can't. Re- like clearly, they're not issues because I can't remember what they were. I just felt a little disappointed. I think when I saw it, just kind of like fell a little flatter than I expected. But it's still good. Uh, you well, know, I, I love these. I am um, a huge Godzilla fan. I mean, uh, I grew up watching Super Spooky Saturdays on TBS with uh, Grandpa Munster. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> yeah. I grew up. I grew up watching every one of these, and I own every one of them. And then I. You know, like uh, the Toho films, they become, you know, they were so hard to find in the, uh, when I, and they're, uh, I think AMC, when I was a teenager, finally played them on uh, their um, Halloween special, like in October, and they played all the 90s high side movies, and I'd never seen them, didn't know they existed, so I was pretty excited. So I finally got to start watching movies I'd never seen, you know, and barely heard about, so. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I don't even know if they still do it because I haven't had cable in like 10 years. But yeah, AMC's like Monster Fest during October used mm-hmm. to be the fucking shit. 
Oh, yeah, man. And now it's just kind of watered down with movies that everybody thinks are great, scary movies. And they're just kind of like blah. Yeah, they that, that was like my awakening for the horror movies I actually like. Because when I was a little kid, my, my dad and my brother would like torture me with horror movies because I was like too little to be watching them. They fucking wouldn't shut it off. But once they started running that shit, I found a whole bunch of movies. I was like, oh, I love this shit. And it would go 24-7. So, like, when I'd wake up for school in the morning, they'd be playing, like, black and white Frankenstein and stuff like that. I'm like, fuck yeah. This is all right at my alley. Yeah, see, that's what I grew up with. My mom is a huge sci-fi hoarder. So, you know, I'm, like, three years old watching, like, Friday the 13th and, you know... uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Fun fact, I was born on Friday, 13, 13 minutes till midnight. That's and awesome. I always told my mom, why didn't you ever name me Jason? <laughs> you know, and she was like, because that's obvious. And I'm like, but still, you know, uh, why didn't you, you never done that? Uh, <laughs> the name got close, but I, I, I'd rather been called Jason. I think that'd been cool. Hell yeah. That'd be awesome. Too much on my nose. <laughs> Fuck that. Who cares? Um, I have a buddy who does a horror podcast and he just had a baby. And uh, like a week before it was due, I was like, when is little Jason Voorhees going to bless us with its presence? So it's funny. um, Me me and my wife were expecting our second kid. And uh, this is in September. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, We we just found out we were having a little boy. That's awesome. And and I was like, you know, if he's born three weeks early, like our daughter was, he's looking at August the 13th, which is on a Friday can we name him Jason boy? And the look I got on that one, she was like, like her eyes were like, fuck no. <laughs> so I, I'm going to tell you, I've seen every Godzilla movie and this is the weirdest opening for anything, which I know it's, it's not, not like Japanese films, but uh, this heavy family oriented type movie for a Godzilla movie just kind of throws me a bit off. Yeah. The, 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 human aspect of these movies is is never desirable <laughs> like, you need it for some context and you need it to have like a narrative but it's never good and it's never what anyone actually wants to see at least i like millie bobby brown and i like all the actors but it's it's yeah, it's always just a little forced well you know you figured um and and i, and I don't I shouldn't say I really don't hate it because the 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 Toho films are so people oriented, you know, like the the people are like a lot of the main focus for those stories and the Godzilla stuff's just like background stuff, even though he's the star of the show. But you figured after so many fans complaining about all that in the first one, they, they might have stepped away from it in this one. So it kind of surprised me. It's always boring in the Japanese films as well. <laughs> but Uh, they do like people really complain about the first one and it's like it's bullshit that they cut away all the time yeah well like um you know you guys are talking about that when uh you guys are recorded and the thing that i like about the first one that they cut away so much is it's it's almost like gojira in 1954 like every time that godzilla is almost there they do cut away they they want it to be that surprise but the thing is you know you're you're talking a good but 54 to 2014, there's no need for that because yeah. everybody already knows what Godzilla is. You know what I mean? Well, and the, the Japanese films always got it right that even though you will get a lot of people and you will get a lot of like human storyline, you do get a payoff eventually. Or yes, like yes, after you... they tease it a bunch and then they finally show him, they mm-hmm. just keep showing him. And the yeah. problem with the first one is like 
they tease you, tease you, tease you, and then they finally get to his reveal, and then they go back to teasing you again. And it's like, no, once you revealed it, you can't go back to teasing. Like, now you have to shove us some shit, or else it's yeah, just they, getting, like, a little boring. <laughs> yeah, you know, because, like, you're like, sweet, we're going to see this fight here in Hawaii, and then you get to see him snapping his jaws at the Mil Muto on the flying way that is totally not a godzilla movie you can guarantee in a godzilla movie uh godzilla is kind of like batman in a way there's a fight midway through the story where he kind of gets beat and then you know he gets to figure out his opponent and then there's the big payoff and then we have an awesome fight which he's usually victorious in so and yeah that that was a very big letdown in the first film at least the the storylines in these american ones are a little more like i don't want to say coherent but they like swing towards trying to be realistic a little bit oh yeah well like, you know japan you know japan's not gonna take anything realistically yeah. when it comes to a monster movie it's always ridiculous like they even tell you in this one that that king Ghidorah is an alien and you do you run with it because there isn't like bald-headed sunglass wearing alien people showing up being like this is our monster it's gonna yeah, destroy your planet suits. <laughs> like, yeah you know yeah because that was the thing they always had shiny silver suits and usually something over the eyes that's like classic showa godzilla and, and you know and you guys were talking about this in godzilla 14 and uh, i would bring this up you know they, they talk about um King Ghidorah being this evasive species in this movie, you know, and I kind of wondered um, once this movie had come out and you get, you've already seen Skull Island and whatnot, and you see the, uh, all the uh, kaiju or titans, uh, I still can't get you saying titans because yeah, I don't like that. Um, that you want, I've always wondered if the Muto themselves are not an alien species because um, outside of Mothra and the spider thing, after what they call it in this movie, you know, everything looks animalistic and not so much uh insectoid yeah yeah i i wouldn't be surprised if it was an alien i mean they definitely they're not gonna spend any time on that for no reason at all but i mean they fucking look like an alien and they have like like i went on and on in the episode about like they have an emp which would affect no other like predator or anything so why why have an emp like it's kind of yeah. stupid yeah like uh i could understand if there was a giant mech in the movie and a monster having an emp for like that type of thing you know because it's convenient in a monster fight uh but yeah it's like um in godzilla versus mecha godzilla 2 like uh mecha godzilla's got godzilla harpoon they've got him paralyzed and all of a sudden he has that backlash it's like emp through the lines that fries the mecha godzilla like why yeah, <laughs> you know why? But then again, with the Toho stuff, there's always a big why. Like that makes no sense. But uh, it's Godzilla Toho. I, I I get that. But with these, they try to put so much thought in them and uh, really work towards continuity. Like you said, the realism. Like why? Yeah, some sometimes they do that. A lot of these movies, like these big budget movies, I'm like, if anything, it's over scrutinized by the people making it. Like, they try to dumb it down so much that then they, like, they dumb it down too much to where it's, like, a detriment. Like, with our Batman vs. Superman episode, I couldn't help but point out every single time they're just telling you something and being like, you should assume this. Like, you should assume this. We're not going to tell you how long he's been Batman. We're not going to tell you how long he's been retired. We're not even going to tell you either of those things are true. You are just going to have to 
kind of imply that on your own. <laughs> it's like any yeah, detail, any detail would be nice. <laughs> it, it, man, and here's the thing: you you say that it's kind of funny. Um, you know, Legendary has their own comic book line, and uh, obviously they did like prequels so far for every one of these MonsterVerse movies. And what I hate is they always put them out after the movie when there's important details and they're like um you've seen pacific rim right yeah awesome movie i love that movie it's great and then you've got all these like you have your main characters but you have all your little side characters like um oh the guy i can't think of his name he's got the he's the bow tie he kind of like runs their little command center well if you read the graphic novel that takes place before it like you get to see why all these people are there like when the first monster attack happened, like uh, what drove them to do the things they did to join this corporation to bring down these Jaegers. But you get none of that in the movie, and it really makes those characters more interesting if you know that. And that's what drives me nuts about all this stuff. Like uh, if you read the prequel to this, you learn why she builds the Orca. Uh, You get to learn more about the Mutos and what they do and all that other stuff. But, you know... If you want to know more about the Orca, it's like you have to read the comic book that come out a month after this movie come out. Yeah. This this whole aspect of the movie was a little odd to me. Like, when I saw it, I was like, I don't know if I really needed the whole eco-terrorist situation here. Like, (laughs) But, I mean, I guess it it makes sense and it helps move a story along. Uh, it's It's a classic Godzilla trope, too, so... I mean, you wouldn't think that over in Toho, but uh, what is it? Is it um, versus Biolanti? There's an eco terrorist type of story with that movie. That's true. Yeah. So, Same with the Destroyer. Yeah, in a way. So, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of the kaiju community, are really thinking he's going to show up in uh, Godzilla versus Kong, all because of the oxygen destroyer in this movie. Yeah, I didn't really like how they used that in this. I'm like, well, that was kind of a waste. It didn't really do anything. It just kind of drags this movie out for another half an hour. <laughs> you're you're kind of right. You know, it it well, it gave him a reason to explore the whole Hollow Earth theory that we learned in Kong and whatnot. But I don't think you needed the oxygen destroyer to show where. Hey, let's go see where Godzilla sleeps. Like, you know, yeah, in some like in the lost city of Atlantis, isn't that what it is? Yeah, pretty much. That's what, kind of what it is, you know, which has never been a thing in any of the Godzilla movies. Uh, it's a Gamera thing, if you uh, check, like, in the Gamera High Side series. But Atlantis has never been a Godzilla thing. So they, they uh, the island of Mu, but I think that's in Atragon. But other than that, that's about the only time it's ever touched that I can think of in a Toho film, anything like that. And that's, like, what we're speaking on. It's like, why... Why there? Why would he sleep there? For no reason? Like, and what, did he just get lucky enough when he got hit with this horrible weapon that he just happened to be right near where that was? Like, they always kind of downplay the size of the planet in these movies. Yes. It's like, Um, he was probably nowhere near where that would be. Mm-hmm. And in this, it's all about, like, calling. Like, oh, this, 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 this creature's calling to all these other creatures, and it's like... That shit don't work that way. It don't work on a global scale. You don't yell and people can hear it on the other side of the fucking planet. Like, and, You know, you, you talk about that, and that's one thing I would sit and thought about leaning into this movie is, like, uh, how how would a roar, let's just say, uh, we get Ghidorah in here in Mexico soon, uh, once he emerges and whatnot, and there's a fight with Rodan. You know, like, why would his roar 
um, reach so far across the planet. Uh, and it's crazy, but it's not the first time in Godzilla, like, lore that that's actually happened. Um, in the Dark Horse books, uh, there's, like, this giant... Um, they, they do have this thing called Cyber Swords, like Mecha Godzilla, but they have the right to Mecha Godzilla. And basically, uh, it almost kills Godzilla. And he does. He lets out this earth shattering roar that's like heard billions of light years out <laughs> in space. And it, and it summons this giant bat monster thing called like Bulgaragon that comes to feast on him. And Jeez. I'm like, I mean, even as a young kid, I'm like, I don't know much about space. I don't know how. Uh, light speed travel and everything works then but that's an ungodly distance to call this alien monster this way you know by the time this comes out uh, i believe the day before Zack snyder's justice league cut comes out so we'll have the answer but as of this recording it's not out yet um and they show that in the trailer like superman letting out his last yell and it like goes out into the universe like letting everyone know that he's dead, and it's like you just grasping at straws. Like that—that that is complete hindsight to be like, "Yeah, he's Superman. Why wouldn't it be a big deal?" And it's like, well, in your movie universe, he's been Superman for about eighteen months. Yeah. So, like, this planet wasn't off limits for thousands of years because it was guarded by Superman, and now finally the walls are coming down. And also, if he yelled loud enough that it would go through the universe. Batman, who is right there, would be fucking dead. <laughs> Wonder Woman would probably be deaf forever. <laughs> like you can't just throw that in there. Like it's just like sound doesn't work that way. <laughs> you, you know the thing is about that movie. You know they have all these years of hindsight, which you guys are talking about. All this, a lot of the, a lot of our podcasting group in the inner circle. You know, and their shows they've been talking about this. With so many years of hindsight, you cannot mess this movie up. And if you do, it's almost like you did it on purpose. Yeah. Well, and the fact that he's cr- I mean, he's cramming two movies together. Because originally his Justice League was supposed to be a part one and a part two. So it's like you're definitely yeah. throwing in shit. Like you're throwing in shit that you got 30 to $70 million to reshoot to add in. I mean, the fact that it's four hours long, it's like... If that isn't two movies worth of material shoved together, then it is a bunch of shit that should be cut out, and you just didn't edit it down. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so, and, and, you know, man, and I don't hate Scott Snyder, uh, Zack Snyder, Scott Snyder's a yeah. far more. Better, yeah, I was gonna uh, say Scott. Yeah. Scott Snyder's man, very I do talented that all the time. <laughs> Scott Snyder's awesome. Um, but man, my thing about this is like I know a lot of people hate on Zack Snyder for all this, but a lot of this also you got to blame on Warner Brothers for putting their hands in everything. And, and I think that's and and that to me that's where a lot of your blame needs to go to because because um, apparently by what I understand this was just supposed to be a Superman sequel, you know, Batman versus Superman was, and uh, they're like, oh no, you got to put Batman in it, and then it became something completely different. And uh, by what I by what I've heard and rumors and whatnot, it's like that's not what Snyder wanted. He just wanted a Superman sequel. So, and I really like Man of Steel. I think if he had just stuck with that, because I don't, I don't hate Zack Snyder either. Man, I just I do not get the hate for Man of Steel. I think Man of Steel is is awesome. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand what people. I mean, there are some issues with them, but they're not big enough to where it like ruins the movie. No, I, I agree. I think people are way too hard. And here's the thing. I think you guys have brought this up earlier um, in, in your uh, commentary and whatnot is 
like here's my thing like i've read comics since i was five i've read comics forever i don't want what i see in a comic on a screen i want something different and that that, because i don't want to i don't want to know what's coming up i don't want to feel like hey this is about to happen because it happened in a comic. Give me a different version of a character. Tell tell me a different story. I can understand, you know, taking points from a story and, you know, and trying to draw from it. But don't give me the exact same thing. Don't give me the exact same version of a character. And that's and like Batman. I, I love Batfleck. I, and then people just hate him so much. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that at all. He's amazing. Like his movies aren't great. So, and that that is kind of my own. That is my like biggest worry with with everyone's going like, well, Justice League was fucked up by the studios. Justice League was fucked up by Joss Whedon, and it's like my biggest problem is with like oh like people are like and that's the that's the studio putting their hands in the cookie jar, and it's like how but how much was their hand in the cookie jar for Batman Superman because I didn't fucking like that either, so yeah. if that was unleashed, Zack Snyder. And then the studio was like, let's rein this back in because that didn't work. Like, we gave him too much slack. Then there's no reason this movie's going to be good either. <laughs> it's just going to be a different kind of shitty. You know, you guys brought this up in the G14 episode. I don't know why the Muto hit is there. Yeah, I don't. I, did the, I, I don't feel like they say it. I like. I feel like I took away from it, like, maybe it's bait. So that's why they set it up as, like, a Godzilla kind of, like viewing station yeah but but you know and like i like even in the comic before this i don't even think there there's nothing about it and is it like is it like a trophy because i don't th- to me i don't think it would draw godzilla if it's dead you know what i mean yeah unless, well i mean it could godzilla be like putting like off possum. radiation or something so i thought this i thought this was cool though the intimidation thing here uh, I thought this was really neat. Scared the living shit out of me in a theater. Yeah, it was really loud. <laughs> like, um, and, and it was actually the first time me and my wife felt our uh, first child kick at a uh, four months pregnant because I was like rubbing her belly. We jumped and I was like, did the baby just kick? So it's kind of got a soft place in my heart as well. And that baby's going to love Godzilla. <laughs> Man, uh, hey. Uh, she she is sitting watching these with me for being a, a seventeen month old kid yeah. because um next week uh, me and Evan are running Godzilla versus Kong on crossover collision so this is also research for me as well so uh, and not only I get to enjoy this movie and talk about it uh, I also it's also a research for me too so this is like beautifully shot I just feel like there's like I said in the other. Yeah, probably every episode this month. Like, I wish this had just kind of kept the this is happening in real life feeling. Yeah, you know, and uh, you, you'd mentioned that with the first one, but I mean, even with the Toho films, that's kind of how it goes. The first one is so like grounded, yeah, uh, the original Gojira, but everything after that is much like this movie. It's all Monster Mash, you know, science and Monster Mash. That's what that's my favorite thing about the Godzilla films is all the science that it brings. And I just think that's really cool. I didn't understand why this movie didn't do as well as expected. Like it wasn't this huge success. It was. It was oh, just. Yeah. It did fine. Under four hundred million. And people just thought it was fine. And I don't know why. Like I, I, I feel like now a lot of people think it's really great. Like there are diehard Godzilla fans that are like, "Fuck yeah, this movie rocks." And like I said, I don't remember hating it at all. I just yeah. was like a little put off when it became such a kind of like comedy. 
Not as bad. Like my, I'm, I'm, I really don't like that about Skull Island. Like that movie's all over the fucking place. Like you haven't heard that because that that doesn't come out for a couple more days. But like, yeah, breaking kayfabe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it is. It's like that movie's all over the place because that the studio definitely stepped in and was like, this movie's too serious or too dark. Let's li- let's lighten it up. But in the editing process. It's like this is like three different fucking movies and like you could tell they added scenes but they forgot to like transition into it so it like it goes from day to night to day to night like out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh and uh John C. Riley did not need to be in that movie. No. Yeah. No. It it's always sucks with a movie when you can see exactly where like the reshoots are. And I still love that movie. I still think it's awesome. But yeah, that the you could tell there there all that is uh that is in there. So like the only part in, in that movie to me that needed to be funny was like, is that a giant monkey? Yeah. <laughs> and then you know like there's chaos everywhere because Kong has met man and you know he's whooping man's ass. To me, that was the only part that needed to be funny in that movie. Uh, I sit through a tornado warning to go watch that. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> Like we we were going to uh, our nearest theater was like twenty eight miles away, and uh, like it's getting real dark and whatnot. And I'd been waiting all week to go watch this, and uh, she's like, "Hey, they're saying there's a, a tornado watch." It's like I do not care. I was like, "Skull Island is surrounded by a superstorm. I will sit through a superstorm to go watch this movie." <laughs> and lucky for us, it, it never come close to where we were. So, the comedy does really undercut the the themes of this movie though like you have this these this frightened girl with a bunch of terrorists and i mean not let alone the fact that she doesn't even understand that her mom is a terrorist um they're at like gunpoint a bunch of people just die but then you'll cut to like ice cube son fucking like being like is he gonna bang mothra (laughs) it's like yeah you just took all the steam out of that (laughs) like we we opened this film on watching that this family has a dead child and then we're going moving to slapstick comedy yeah you know, like you said you know it, it, what what is she probably in this movie 14 15 i mean uh if she's seeing people getting shot up i mean she would be freaking the hell out she wouldn't it, remain as calm as what she is yeah, it's always kind of annoying in, in uh like adult movies where children act like more adults than like any adult you know and it's like, no, they're a fucking child. When shit gets real, they would just break the fuck down. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, most adults would have a hard time keeping their shit together in this scenario. Yeah, right. I mean, you you know, you're about to unleash a damn near 600-foot-tall monster on the world. You know, you, you would not, like right now, just look how, like, she's like, man, look at her. She's my daughter. I'm about to wake this thing up, and it's going to wreak a lot of havoc, you know. <laughs> this one's an uncontrollable alien. So, um, man, you just talk about fucking Mothra, man. The, uh, you know, everybody, every fandom has a bad community and the amount of ungodly porn of Godzilla <laughs> having sex with Mothra out there was <laughs> pathetic, like <laughs> terrible. Oh my God. I've seen I, a lot of it, images. <laughs> yes. A lot of, a lot of blurred out images, thankfully for myself. And I'm like, man, like what? Like, what what possesses someone to be like, hey, man, I'm going to draw Godzilla this big radioactive cock fucking this little moth. <laughs> you know, like, what possesses people to do that? It doesn't make it. Like, I mean, people must just do it just to do it. 
You know what I mean? But it's like, if you're jacking it to that, like, you need to fucking talk to a therapist. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Shout out to all you uh, furries with Lola Bunny out there right now. Hey, you leave Lola Bunny alone. (laughs) She's a sexual awakening. (laughs) I was waiting for something on that. Um, I have to admit, man, uh, because we're about to see King Ghidorah here. They're, you know, everything's going down. Man, I love the design of him. Um, How he how they built him up did you ever check out the uh monarch scientist uh website when all this was going on it's uh, been so long now i don't it's where you can like go around the globe you could track godzilla yeah you could uh, yeah, yeah that sounds familiar yeah you know and the the more you explored the site like the more you would unlock on each three base for these kaiju and whatnot so I, oh man, I just seen your little uh, three piece Godzilla set up there. That's pretty sweet, man. The, the pictures you got up there. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, right. it, I just I'll just stand here and stare at it all fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> I do, man. It is a uh, pretty sweet. Uh, when G fourteen come out, I paid over a thousand dollars for the two foot tall sideshow collectible piece. Oh Jesus! Oh God, yeah, I wanted it, and was like. You're crazy. I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. You're not paying for it, though. I have to have this. It is so freaking massive right now. <laughs> and they've got a, a Skull Island one from uh, Kong Skull Island at the end where he's fighting the uh, Skull Crawler, and he's got, like, it's got its arm, his tail wrapped around his arm, and he's holding it up. Yeah. And it's like $1,300, and Jesus. I want it so bad. I know. I got about a million pops in this house. I'm, like, running I, out of I, space. I've heard. Yeah, it's crazy. That is one thing I'm glad I've not gotten into because that seems very addictive. Yeah, it becomes an issue. <laughs> yeah, it's like me and comic books, man. You know, I've got like over 12,000 comic books. And at one time I'm like, man, I gotta slow down. Well, I'm not even buying these. Most people buy them for me all the time. <laughs> oh, then what can you complain about, yeah. man? Well, I'm complaining about the space now. Like, now there's ones I want and I can't have because I don't have any room for <laughs> So... If you hear my daughter, I do apologize. She's uh, learning to talk, and uh, she has got a set of pipes on her. That's all right. It's all good. So, yeah, she's all loo 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 roar. My kids so. have popped up on here from time, time and again. Yeah, it's the joy of fatherhood, man. So. Godzilla's just gonna be fucking hanging out here. Mm-hmm. Big, big surprise right there with the uh, Dr. Chin being like one of the uh, Shobinjin, one of the Mothra fairies in a, a sense in this movie. Uh, completely caught me off guard. Man, this scene is so cool. It is so cool when you can like see his eyes glowing and mm-hmm. shit. It's fucking scary. <laughs> I was just about to say, the only time in a Godzilla film I've ever been scared to death was this right here. Because, you know, they're like, is he gone? And then they pull like a Jaws yeah. on you. Well, that fucking that, scene in the trailer for Godzilla vs. Kong where uh, Kong, like, slams the aircraft carrier and then, like, stares into the water. And boom. And then he fucking flies. That fucking, that, like, gave me anxiety. <laughs> like, I was like, because just, like, the thought of him staring into, like, fucking deep nothingness of the ocean. Mm. And then a fucking gigantic lizard comes out. I'm just oh. like, Fuck. And the deep nothing of the ocean scares me anyways. That's like my biggest fear is the ocean. It's terrifying. And, you know, you, you ever like uh, listen to um, like weird sounds they like catch underneath the ocean? I think it's called like the blip. And it's like this 20 or 30 second long. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Man, you're talking about scary. I'm glad the sound's off. Because that right there scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Made my baby kick for the first time. So, Godzilla, I thank you. 
So I won a essay in eighth grade for writing about Godzilla, uh, for being my hero. <laughs> was so, that around uh, the time he won the MTV Lifetime Achievement Award? <laughs> uh, no, that was a few years later. So, <laughs> hey, you, you know, it's cool you say that, you know, Godzilla has a star on the Walk of Fame. Yeah, he ain't no joke. Fucking love Godzilla. Yeah, he's no joke. And, and you know when uh, IMDb, he is credited in this movie as being himself. Oh, really? That's yes, cool. all the monsters are. They're credited as being themselves. Um, Actually, I think when the credits roll in this film, they're all credited as being themselves as well. That's awesome. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I remember, um, you know, you got you were talking about in G14 with the Comic-Con thing and the uh, that like teaser trailer that they were trying to hide from somebody. Yeah. I remember actually watching that for it came down and I thought, oh, my God, that is so awesome. And then because, uh, man, I, like they, they started talking about that movie like in 2011 and there was like a T-shirt at the con and then yeah. you didn't hear nothing else until like 2013. And I remember they had this uh, Godzilla tracker on your phone you could download. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to go check this out, you know, because everybody was expecting this trailer. Well, it tracked it tracked radiation to that building that they had the museum in that you could like go through the Godzilla ride. Did you see any of that stuff? Oh, really? Yeah. 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 They cool. had like this giant museum. And like when you walked in, like uh, they had some of the suits, they had old props, they had like the original uh, oxygen destroyer and stuff there. And then when you're walking through, all of a sudden the alarms go off and all these people in hazmat suits come in. You can hear Godzilla roaring and they're like shoving you through everything. They shove you in an elevator because like you're in this building, right? And it locks up and you like it opens up and there's a window and you actually got to see Godzilla walking. Walk towards, by. Yeah, like, I've seen that. Yeah. Movie, you know, and then like everybody like they were shoving everybody away because they were trying to hide all this stuff from online. But man, you can't hide anything offline anymore. Yeah. it's so easy for people to leak stuff out with these cons with phones and whatnot and then that trailer leaked and i was like oh i'm glad i seen all this what came down i guess the snyder cut leaked man, man i'm wondering if they did that on purpose as tom and jerry it was listed as it was tom and jerry yeah, yeah i just <laughs> found out about that yesterday and i thought man i to me that just seems a little bit too much on the nose and it made me wonder if they did it like on purpose just to see what people's reactions would be because to me, they've got to be sweating bullets with all that extra money they've pumped into it. Yeah, I feel like that happens a lot. Like, a lot of movies will get get leaked. And it's like, did you lose faith in this? Or did you want, like, good early buzz? Like, it'll happen with TV show pilots. It's like, where the fuck yeah. did anyone get a copy of that? <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, Ghidorah's about to pop out here and... I do. I was. I was so happy that I'm like, oh, they made a three-headed dragon with no arms, not look ridiculous. Like I was happy uh, with it. <laughs> you, 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 uh, uh, you know, here, here, here's a fun fact about Ghidorah. Actually, he did look ridiculous when they first created him. He was actually rainbow colored. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, he was like, like colored, like someone took like the colors of rainbow and just swiped them across <laughs> him, and he was originally rainbow colored. And I. Think, don't hold me to this but i don't think it showed up on like uh footage well and so they wound up spray painting gold and it, it stuck ever since so yeah <laughs> right nice little cool fact there about uh, Ghidorah. he was originally gold i do i don't understand though they're like oh godzilla popped up in 2014 and then new monsters just start popping up all over the place it's like oh what luck what luck that the human race had already been around for like <laughs> And researching the planet for thousands upon thousands of years, and they never ran into any of this shit. <laughs> like, 
Well, that, that's, that kind of goes back to, um, you know, these prequel comics, like the one before this, where you meet the um, the Muto Prime, yeah. which, like, outclasses both Mutos here, you know. And, and they give you a story about how all the civilizations worshipped all these kaiju and whatnot. And and what it sounds like is, like, once Godzilla eliminated the, uh, the original Prime or whatnot, you know, he just went to sleep. And, you know, man screwed everything up and technically kind of woke him up. Because there's a uh, an awakening, there's actually a different kaiju that he wakes up during World War II and fights. And he chases him around for, like, maybe two decades trying to find him. Oh, really? Yeah, and, like, it's about, like, the government, like, trying to hide it and whatnot. Huh. You know, and that's what I don't get. Like, when these things come, like, on Blu-ray and DVD, like, why can't you put a, a copy of that on there for people? You know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen quite a few movies where I'm like, I wish there was like uh, something to read with this, <laughs> like uh, yeah. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Did you ever watch that movie? Uh, no, it's the I'm most confusing fucking movie. The, the whole movie, you just like, it feels like a like six hour long movie, and you're just seeing like the like last third of it because there's so much like established shit just from the jump that you don't fucking know what they're talking about. <laughs> He could totally shoot that guy. Yeah. Look, at she's still so calm about, like, Madison, I'm doing the right thing here. Yeah. I don't know why she, like, sides with her mother just, like, because her mom's lying and saying she's trying to save the planet and shit. I don't know. It's definitely something they should have went more in depth too i'm really curious how they're going to play her out in uh, godzilla versus kong because you know you see her like road tripping around marking all the places godzilla's been attacking yeah why don't you just shoot it why didn't you just shoot the little controller thing shoot her like she's the worst ex-wife in the world uh, I, I know some people that might beg to differ <laughs> Other than mine. Dun, dun, dun. I was waiting on that one. <laughs> I think I have it on here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I gotta get a soundboard for our show. We're using a I got a new recorder, so this is the first episode of the new recorder. Yeah, I feel special. So And you know, in this doesn't that an elevator seem like the worst thing to take? Yeah, when you've just fucking ignited an explosion inside the glacier that this facility is built in. <laughs> yeah, that's unleashing a six hundred foot tall monster. Like I like how it do- it like perfectly doesn't hit any of the elevator shafts. Yeah. It destroys all the bridges down there. Gigantic gotta love, gotta pieces. Love movie magic. Yeah, glad you didn't wait for any of these guys because you needed to get your your kid who just chose to go with a group of terrorists over you. Yeah, right. But yeah, I don't I don't, I don't even understand like what is the the eco-terrorist part of this? Like where kaiju have been has like irradiated the soil to make it like flourish and shit. Mm-hmm. So they want the planet to like be exposed to Titan so that like it'll like basically like renew the world's resources or something. Well, I think their thing is more like a uh it's like the new weapon. You know what I mean? Like they're wanting to weaponize it that's what i always kind of took it as it's kind of i wouldn't say vague it's just like there could be a little bit more uh forward with it like yeah we're going to use these guys as weapons 
and then you get the the after credits in this movie you know that really raised some questions so yeah people are theorizing that that's going to be linked to mecha godzilla in uh godzilla versus kong so see i man I, I i don't get that part honestly as a fan because it's just a head um and if everybody wants to point to like the Kiru uh, thing from like Godzilla SOS and stuff like that. Like they had a whole skeleton structure and whatnot. Yeah, that's that's like part of the theory. Like, they're going to use yeah. that skeleton and his head to like build around it and make a Godzilla. Oh yeah, the uh, skeleton from the first film. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes a little bit more sense now. Uh, did you get lucky enough to avoid the leak for the Mecha Godzilla figure? For the Funko, I saw the Funko. Oh, no, for the Playmates figure that I was talking about the other day in the chat. Oh, no, no, I did not see that. So I saw, um, like, uh, like right a little after this movie came out, I saw leaked pictures of, like, the back of boxes for the Godzilla vs. Kong toys, and Mechagodzilla was on there. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Like, I would have liked to not even know he was in it. Yeah, and then I yeah, saw that, the Funko that, leak picture, and it looks awful. <laughs> oh man! Uh, well, if you're listening out there, you might want to go forward about uh, ten fifty seconds. The Playmates figure looks terrible. Yeah, yeah, oh, it'll man. probably look bad in the movie. I, I don't think the, it's something they should do. Like, I, I don't feel like that's fucking necessary for that. Like, Mecha Godzilla is fun in the originals and shit because it, like that universe makes it work like not all of these things will translate <laughs> well um it, well here's the thing i mean you've got your big four in this movie and then he rounds out like the big five for toho so i mean i could see why but oh stupid kevin that head is called kevin by the way <laughs> if you notice he is the one that makes all does all the stupid shit in the movie i think he's the one that also gets decapitated but the fans dubbed him kevin <laughs> so because uh, all the heads actually see see how they're picking on him they always pick on him uh, but yeah all the heads they have names like uh, i think the when we're watching it now I guess that'd be the right hit is like Ichi. The middle one's like is like knee or nigh. It's N-I. And then uh, he is sand, but everybody calls him Kevin because he's an idiot. It's <laughs> like here in a second when, oh, um, what's her name dies. Like he tries to eat her and stuff and they're like, stop. <laughs> yeah, right here. <laughs> so they're like, Kevin, stop, idiot. He's like, all right. Licking it. So... And uh, have you ever seen the uh, the picture that guy drew where like all the door heads are staring at the one that's all dirty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kevin, that's 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 Kevin. Yeah, I love that that meme. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of this like alpha monster box thing. Like it'll yeah. make a way a sound wave that will make them obey or be mad or whatever the fuck. Well, it's. Like I said, it's one. Of, there's a lot of uh, things from the Toho films added. This like controlling the monsters is a Toho thing that they have done before. So I, I wasn't surprised with that. I don't mind it, stupid Kevin. Um, <laughs> yeah, here here's one thing I do not understand that makes no sense about what's happened. So they they cause this great big explosion. All right. So there's this giant crater in the ground, which would continue to shatter the ice around them, which you think this massive monster 
would ca cause more havoc with that. And then you're about to have another giant monster erupt from the ice to shatter it even more. You figured their weight wouldn't hold. Well, and and there's still water under there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, he clearly got trapped in it in the first place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but you know, they uh, someone did the math for the cargo scene in Godzilla vs. Kong, and they said actually that ship would support both their weight on it if they were to brawl on top of it. So Really? Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Someone did the math. This is cool too. This is cool. I just figured like the 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 force of him like trying to climb out of the water and get up on yeah. it would fucking pull it underwater. Well, and here's the thing: like he, his spines are going, so he's charging up radiation. That what you figured as massive as he is, that would also melt a lot of the ice around him. And like, look, he's like, yeah. I just broke out right here, and then I step on the first thing of ice, and it's fine. Everyone in the jet there would definitely have brain cancer already. <laughs> oh yeah, they'd all they'd all they'd all be dead right now due to the amount of uh, radiation. Like this that thing's an alien. Off. You don't even know what that's putting off. <laughs> oh right, yeah. You're talking about cosmic radiation and everything. This was so cool in the trailer when they first released the first one. Just the sheer size of him compared to Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. It's shocking how much bigger he is. That was one thing I know a lot of people worried about because uh, if you go to like Godzilla versus King Ghidorah in the high size series, like it, it, it's size comparison is about like that. Like Godzilla would come up to the bottom of the neck. So, so yes, in my opinion, it got that right. And who knows that uh, Godzilla knows judo and he's gonna throw some monsters around. <laughs> he's got he's got like the smallest mouth for being such a big monster. <laughs> Yeah, you really that that kind of bothers me when you see him and Kong. Like his head is so small compared to Kong's like giant skull. Well, they always have him biting stuff, and it's like yeah. his teeth compared to the size of the things he's biting. Like he's not even gonna pierce through every layer of skin. Well, you, um, if I'm right, they modeled like how he fights with everything Godzilla as like a bear would. Like yeah. You can see a lot of it in his posture and whatnot, and that's what they were really going through for with a lot of the uh, monsters was trying to base them on how you know creatures in like real life fight. Yeah, I'm very excited to see. I hope we haven't seen all of what's in the like Hollow Earth. That's definitely where Kong is fighting, where he's fighting these like winged monsters. But there seems to also be, like, platforms or something floating around. I'm very curious to see what the fuck that is. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's apparently that ships is what that is from, like, uh, I don't want to say Monarch because I don't know if Monarch's still around at that point. But apparently that's what it is. I, I remember one pe some people were like, hey, is this Gamera? And I'm like, man, you can't get that much. <laughs> Conveniently pushes Godzilla off in the hole that he was in. I was shocked that she died that way. Yeah, Sally Hawkins, that's her name. Yes, I was very surprised. Look, see, they didn't even share with Kevin. Snow. <laughs> that's how much they despise Kevin. Oh, yeah, I was missiles. really shocked when they killed her in this because she had such a big part in the first one. So, But there's so many people in here that could become important to this. I could see why they got rid of her. Yeah, there's a lot more cast members in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and almost every one of them are coming back for the next one, which is uh, surprisingly, considering that hardly uh, anyone of importance from the first one didn't come back for this one. I don't really get why it leaves. Like, you were winning, dude. 
like the way they wind up explaining this is like they're they're fucking they want to fight each other so bad because they're both like the prime alphas and stuff but it's like he just left he was winning like what it got shot by some rockets that literally did nothing to it like who gives a shit i always took it was his uh fear of being trapped because he th- the it's the storm thing get off topic is really cool that Ghidorah creates um, but the 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 theory with that that everybody thinks is because Godzilla is the one that put him there. That was like where their last Titanic struggle was, and so it's more like he flees so he cannot be trapped. Oh, really? I figured he just like fell to Earth and landed there and got frozen. Well, uh, Godzilla and the Godzilla movies are notorious for freezing monsters in ice. So that's true. Godzilla was supposed to be frozen in ice in the fort in the twenty fourteen one. <laughs> Mm-hmm, much like he was in uh, uh, God- King Kong versus Godzilla, the original one. So he's been frozen a lot. <laughs> yes, uh, that movie he's frozen. Um, I guess him and Manila get frozen in Son of Godzilla with all the snow. Uh, Godzilla, what is that last one? Godzilla: Final Wars. They trap him in ice. So yeah, he's been frozen quite a bit. Which you figure with a creature being that big and all the radiation like heat that it gives off like it'd almost be impossible to trap him eventually it would melt at some point or maybe he's just like fuck it i'm gonna take a nap i'll be back rebuild me some cities to destroy i'll come back they're just gonna follow him around yeah and that's the thing like he knows they're no threat he don't care this is what i mean like look at this you're in a submarine and you're like traveling from like the the the, you're traveling from the Arctic underneath Africa, to like Nevada. Like that would take fucking forever. <laughs> like that would take a long time, and they're acting like, oh yeah, two hours from now we'll be on the other side of the fucking planet. So, maybe their uh, stuff travels at light speed. Like the Godzilla, I, I get because you know the hollow Earth thing. You know he he could do that, but, and you figured he would do that here. Instead of just going by ocean, but apparently they just follow him. So, yeah, they, they it is going to kind of be like a a plot hole in Godzilla versus Kong when they start ex- exploring that like Hollow Earth, because it's like all they've ever done has been like, yeah, Godzilla has gone from here to here. He's never they've never been like, how the hell did he get over there so fast? So and yeah, I mean you know you can kind of get that. Uh... You kind of get that in here, you know, when they see him here soon, go there. But you figured they would take the time to explain that a little bit more in this because we already knew at this point, you know, we were getting Godzilla versus Kong. And you figured they would explain it by now. But I guess because it's the Kong thing, they want to explain it in a Kong movie. So, yeah. And I'm very curious to see what they do with it because in the trailer, like I've tried to avoid everything, but like the first two trailers, I guess, that they've put out, but like it looks like it's daylight down there. Like it's almost like journey to the center of the earth, you know? Yeah. It's got its own sun and everything because you can clearly tell he's in a massive cavern, but there's daylight down there. So. Yeah. Very, very odd, but I'm glad like. Kong versus, like, everyone needs to kind of take a page from fucking Kong versus Godzilla. Because they're showing you some entertaining stuff, but they're not showing you too much. Yes. Yeah, like, like the fight scenes that we've got, which we got, you know, stuff from the cargo and then stuff from, I'm going to guess that's Hong Kong. 
uh, with all the lights and whatnot, because it's very reminds me of the uh, fight in Pacific Rim. Yeah. Um, but uh, they they say the um, the cargo ship fight is like eighteen minutes. Oh wow, that's the rumor. So if that's the case, and that movie's like not even two hours, that's a good chunk of that movie. Yeah, ho- yeah. Hopefully, I'm hoping there's there's a lot of uh, real payoff in this, because especially with the fact that I'm pretty sure, like the Godzilla rights are up after this. Uh, I think so. Um, because God, uh, Toho is really going to start getting back into the Godzilla films because, like, um, here these movies do poorly. But, like, all the money that they've made have been over in Asian markets, like in China and, uh, um, like, Korea, Japan. You know, that's where they've made all their money at. And then Japan seeing this, like, hey, you know. And then they did Shin Godzilla, which did massive over there. Yeah, I didn't really you know, when like people that. really don't go to the theaters, and that really got them pumped up. Did you like that one? I love Shin Godzilla. I know it gets a lot of hate in the uh, kaiju community, but... Like I said, like with uh, Batman vs Superman, you know, every now and then you got to do something different. You can't just do the same thing and recycle. You know, rinse and repeat. I love it. I think it's great. I just didn't really like. I didn't care for the design a ton. Well, and the, and the sad thing is, you know, there there's supposed to be more to what we've seen, and most likely we will never get it. So, yeah, because all the theories about like the end, where you see all the like mutated like humanoid monster people like climbing up his tail and whatnot which i do like a little mystery so there are a lot of good span uh fan speculation out there to what's going to happen after that so and what are they doing that they just like froze him to death uh yeah they sure did i always like how in these movies where it's like because that's like separate, right? That's supposed to be like a separate universe. Yeah, yeah, no Godzilla has ever existed. Off, yeah. It's like, why the fuck did you have these weapons? <laughs> like, why did you have a weapon that was capable of killing a fucking 300 foot tall monster when you don't have 300 foot tall monsters? Yeah, right. Like, so, what else would you do with that? So, and, it, and it's so funny. It's like, um, you, you watch some of these movies, like the Toho movies, like these monsters are like fighting to kill each other, right? And, you know, it takes forever, but for some reason, the people involved have, like, the simplest ways to, like, kill them, like, and uh, the return of Godzilla, Godzilla 1985, I recall, it's like, oh, we're just going to you know, shoot cadmium in his mouth, it's going to poison him, he'll die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, we, we, we've, in a, in a destroyer, you know, like, oh, we've got, we've developed this thing that freezes him, and we'll just freeze him from the inside out, and he'll be fine. You know, why, why wasn't this implemented, like, two movies ago you know you you could have saved a lot of uh collateral damage what's the one where he has like a second is it a second brain in his leg uh, yeah that's in the high size series you're talking uh godzilla versus mecha godzilla 2 that is stupid it's like how what did you lay him down for a full body scan like how the fuck would you figure that out they 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 they, they kidnapped his child that's what happened <laughs> They had his child, and like he was, because for some reason, a Godzilla source kid is super friendly to everybody. And like, you know, he wants to shake your hand. He's got his own playpen. He likes to play in the hay. And, but, you know, and so they just scanned him and found an x ray. And 
hey look this guy's got two brains and you know that's not a that's a very old thing in godzilla movies you find that out actually in the second godzilla movie that some of these monsters have like two brains and usually ones are in the background to tell <laughs> so science fiction man you gotta love it i'm wondering if we will see that like if godzilla does die in godzilla and kong like i i doubt either one of them will even like, i don't think so either even though they keep saying one will fall but yeah, i'm see, ass- that's what i don't get fall don't mean die you know what I yeah mean? i'm assuming if if one does die it will be godzilla since the contract is up like we don't have to worry about that with kong but i wonder if if that is the case if we will see like a godzilla baby on an island somewhere at the end like post credits i wondered like if there if if he has offspring because Godzilla's always been seen as like an asexual creature. Yeah. Uh, if they'll do that. Because a little telltale thing is I think Kong's going to win. Because uh, Kong apparently, they're doing a Kong series on uh, Netflix. Yeah. Based off all this by what I understand. So. I the only that... fictional city that's made up in this entire movie. Oh, really? Yes. So if I'm right, yeah, they made up this city. Because they needed uh, the mountain for Rodan and whatnot. So I really like yeah. this this scene. I do too, man. I really like Rodan, like how the wings uh, burn, and, and much like when he flies, the more oxygen get, they get, the more they flare up. I don't really understand. Like, this is this is like a Godzilla brain leg thing. It's like, what did you you just happen to scan this volcano and realize See, that there was like a an image of a giant bird in it? So you built like an explosive at the top. Like, what the fuck is going on? You know, and that, that, that you say that, and man, that they missed a prime opportunity for like storytelling. Like, why don't you like uh, give me comics? Because I'm a comics guy. Like, like a monarch comic where they're finding all of these creatures, you know, and because you know it's uh, they talk about it so much in the beginning of uh, Godzilla 14 and in a Kong movie. You know, like War Two is when they started to realize like these things existed. You know, show me story where they're like traveling forever and finding all these things. Because if you go to Monarch Sci- uh, Sciences, man, the amount of outposts that's listed on there for monsters is like ungodly. Yeah. Because uh, I think at the end of this movie there are seventeen or eighteen titans accounted for in total. So. I wonder if Rodan will be a will be in Godzilla versus Kong. You would think so, and if he'll be a good guy, because he he flip flops a little bit, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it depends on the movie, but yeah, he to me he he's a uh, he's chicken shit in this movie. So he is he is know. pretty he's pretty much big pussy in this movie. So hey man, I give him credit. Uh, I, in the community, uh, shout out to Godzilla fans united and tells from Shatterhome over at um over on Facebook. If you like kaiju, man, go check those guys out. There's some good friends of mine run those pages. Um, like the hype for that for this scene where you see uh, Rodan Talons out like flying at Ghidorah. Everybody's like, "Man, Rodan's got balls!" But damn, is he stupid? Because <laughs> uh, you know, no one expects Rodan to uh, whoop up on Ghidorah in any type of uh, fashion. I would like to see him do a little more fighting. I mean, he is enormous in this movie. Yes, yes, he is. Yeah, he, he is uh, massive. And that's the thing in the old Ty- uh, Toho movies, he's actually taller than Godzilla. And his face, his whole face, he just, he does, he looks really, really great. Yeah, they did a really, really good design, uh, job with his design. So he looks m- so much like a, um, 
a hawk instead of like a pterodactyl. That's kind of what I like about him. Yeah, he has like the facial responses of a bird too. Yeah, or a, a pterodon. That's technically what he is, is a pterodon in the uh, old films. But yeah, just his wings right there, man. I think that is so awesome. Yeah, just the I love how yeah, the embers is like off coming of off of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would hope that uh, that's classic Toho right there, the destruction of buildings just flying by. You yeah, know. I love this where it like, fucking picks people up in the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I saw that in the trailer. I was like, holy shit. The, the, the one thing, like, we've we seen a bunch of this in the trailer, like, the fandom's like, oh, my God, they're not going to have these giant monsters standing there flapping their wings, like, just in place, yeah. <laughs> creating this gust of wind, you know. Surely they're not going to do that. They'll explain it in a different way, which they did and was really cool. How much would you be shitting yourself as one of those pilots? Oh, yeah, I, I, man, yeah, you're shitting yourself is completely right. I'd be like, holy shit, there's a giant pterodactyl on fire chasing me through the sky. <laughs> yeah, coming through the clouds towards a thunderstorm with another giant monster in it. Let me launch some missiles at it that are the size of toothpicks. Yeah. Yeah, but they did a really cool job. Like, he is the perfect monster for something like this, this type of scene in a movie. Yeah. Isn't there... Did you ever play uh, Shadows of the Colossus? Man, no, I'm not a big video gamer. No, I'm pretty well, sure I there's, like, a fire bird in it. That his wings, like, ember like that, too. Yeah, oh, poor guy. Right into the mouth. Yeah, and what's bad is he probably don't even get chewed up. He probably just gets swallowed, so, you know, it's a very long and horrible death. Yeah, you got to hope the uh, the internal organs there are so hot that you just instantly die. Yeah, you would <laughs> hope so. If not, you're about to get hit with a massive collision with, like, 200, like 200,000 pounds of monster colliding into you. If you ain't dead by then, he's about to be. Yeah. But, like, terror roll right there. I love that. Almost like a jet doing a barrel roll. I love that. Yeah. They're just gonna like hop out of the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. They they are assuming that it will fight King Ghidorah if they like lower it towards it. Yeah, they would think so. Not realizing it'll cool like bow too. down because it's a big pussy. Yeah, and see, this is the thing. You know, give give me more lore of like these monsters fighting each other in the past. Yeah, yeah like this. He's like, oh shit, never mind. Let me back up here. My bad. <laughs> I didn't realize it was in your territory. <laughs> I think that looks so cool. It does look so cool. So what? he's coming here because he like sensed Rodan and he's like coming to establish his dominance? Yes. <laughs> Explain it. Like, it's just, it, it's kind of like uh, in Dragon Ball. You know, like, you can be on the other side of the planet and I can sense your key. You know, and based on the size of your key, I know how powerful you are. Yeah. So, and I give Rod- Rodan credit, man. He is like tearing in the Ghidorah right here. And then he just backs down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he just backs down. He's kind of like the star scream of this movie. Hey, man, that is excellently <laughs> put. That is excellently put. He's like, yeah, Megatron, I'm going to come fight you. Oh, that's right. You're Megatron for a reason. You lead the Decepticons. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to But this, the second you lose to someone stronger, I'm going yep. <laughs> to kiss their ass. 
Mm-hmm. And, and 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 just like Megatron, Ghidorah, right, yeah, you're 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 back to being second in command. <laughs> what I'm hoping we get in Godzilla versus Kong is more kaiju fights. That's not Godzilla versus Kong with all these kaiju, you know, around. Yeah, I, 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 as a fan, I want more of that. You know, if you've designed all these monsters that we're, we see at the end of this movie, surely you would start to see them fighting each other. Because they, they built it up after this movie. Like, that that's what supposedly what's going on is, like, Godzilla's being this alpha. Basically, it's like gangs of New York. Like, they're both got, like, building up gangs to fight each other. Yeah, it would be cool if it was, like... Um... Like they show in the trailers, like, oh, he's going around the world and destroying these facilities. It's like, fuck that. Like, have him going around the world killing all these other fucking kaiju. <laughs> like, I want to see yeah, that. No, no shit. And you figure, you know, that's what he would do. But, I mean, and here's one thing that, I, that I'm curious about is, you know, he might see that uh, humans are destroying the Earth and they are what's needed to make the Earth better. Uh, personally, I think in the movie he's going around destroying the facilities that these eco terrorists are at, or they're uh, messing with cells and whatnot. That's what I think's going on. I don't think he's technically being the bad guy. It's just that uh, it looks like he's being the bad guy. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering, or if that's like Mecha Godzilla, they have him like just disguised as Godzilla. Speak me, man. I, I, I hope they don't go that route. I hope they don't go that route too. I mean, it's so cheesy. Like, okay, sure, it's passable in like 1974. I get that, but you know, it. Which I mean, I guess you could pl- explain it a little bit better here. Be like, oh, well, he's just got this holographic, you know, illusion around him that makes him look like Godzilla, like something like Mysterio would make or something. But uh, uh, oh, I love that. Very comes out like a shark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he very, very much does. He's like, yeah, now you're in my turf, bitch. This movie does do the fucked up thing of like, how is he always standing up in the water? Like, I love those pictures where it's like when he comes back to life at near the end. Yeah, and he's like the sub. Like, why are you standing yeah, like, almost like yeah? Out? Was he standing on a mountain in the middle of the ocean? He's like, he's supposed to be like 150 feet tall. In the middle of the ocean, it's like fucking twenty five hundred feet deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's uh, what is this? It's two thousand nineteen. I think he's like right over supposedly three seventy, three seventy five. To throw it back to Shin Godzilla, like um, and G fourteen Godzilla was the biggest he's ever been, right? And then uh, when Shin Godzilla came out, Toho was like, "No, you can't have the biggest Godzilla." So Shin Godzilla was like fifteen meters taller. And then in this movie, apparently, he's grown to be bigger than Shin Godzilla. And then you got the terrible Godzilla anime on uh, Netflix. Yeah, like, like, no, that. Godzilla's like 900 meters tall. Screw you guys. I don't understand why there's a big explosion either. It's like the oxygen destroyer is not a bomb. Like, Yeah, it just eats the oxygen out of the water. Like the whole I guess point. it's more thick is that it doesn't really fuck up the environment. Like, it doesn't fuck things up. I mean, yeah, kill all these fish, but... <laughs> and, and technically, uh, you would think that, much like in the original Godzilla, those would just be bones. Yeah, I was going to say, they should just be skeletons. But why does he come out, like, unharmed? Well, well, man, the, I'm wondering if it's because he's, uh, uh, like he's extraterrestrial and his uh, genetic makeup's not like ours, like not carbon-based, so it probably doesn't need so much oxygen. 
And if he flies through space, that means he doesn't need to breathe. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah, I, I think they did a excellent job on Ghidor and all these abilities that he's got. Like, you know, here soon we watch him regenerate his head. Man, I lost my shit on that. I thought that was so cool. It was weird that he, like, rips it off. <laughs> so, well, I mean. I mean, he is strong, I guess. Well, he bites it off. But it's also like those, like we talked, I talked about it in the, uh, like, Superman, in the Man of Steel commentary. It's like, of course that would happen to Ghidorah. Because yeah. he can regenerate, like he has the ability to regenerate. He just happens to be very like, like his like. Uh, I'm just watching his head grow back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like he's weak enough to be destroyed that easily, but he has regeneration. It's like why wouldn't he just be durable? <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, you know, why didn't happen sooner? Like, why did it have to have, wait till this really cool, epic moment for it to regenerate, you know? Why didn't it regenerate when he, like, popped up out of the water? Yeah. Yeah, see, see, this is back kind of like what I was going to see. That was Outpost 55. Yeah. So, and a cool thing about Monarch Scientist, if you go to some of the outposts that they have listed on the world, some of them are marked on, like, uh, real-life mysteries, kind of like the... Uh, Oh, the have you ever checked into the thing that happened like in Russia where like it ripped apart all the campers and they couldn't explain what it was and like, well, this guy's body was in a tree, but this guy's body was over here and they couldn't explain. Oh, really? No, I haven't heard that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like one of the outposts over a monarch. Um, Loch Ness is one of the outposts. Oh no, uh, shit. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I I'm gonna turn my volume down while we're talking, and I'm actually gonna go see because uh, when they released. The day before they released the trailer on Kong, like the website was messed up and they're like, warning, warning, you know, Titanus Kong and Titanus Gojira, you know, set for collision course. So I wonder if they've got anything cool up now. As you can tell, like I, I told you, Godzilla is my jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're bringing all the details. So, oh, yeah, we got to. Yeah, uh... I, I, I try, man. I try. This is going to be a down part in the movie, so we can. This is a perfect time to read a uh, one star review for our best of the bad. This one is uh, from June 2nd of 2019, so right after the movie came out, or right before. It says uh, the title of it is, is My Eyes Are Hurting After Watching This Movie. The movie had terrible writing with characters having ridiculous motivations to do certain things. There was a continuous shower of blinding lights, blurred and dark action scenes, and shaky cam, which was a pain to my eyes. <laughs> 429 out of 644 people found that helpful. <laughs> Damn. So, a uh, fun fact, the black doctor here is actually Houston Brooks from God, uh, Kong Skull Island that survived. Oh, really? Another fun fact right there. He is actually... The, the same character, Houston Brooks, from the Godzilla Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Oh, no shit. Yes, that That's is cool. actually supposed supposedly that character. Same name and everything. He looked like so Al he, Roker there. Yeah, so yeah, he you, now you know what he wound up doing after uh, the events of Skull, uh, Kong Skull Island. So uh, go check out For Nerds by Nerds review uh, of the movie before this, and you'll get to understand why. 
So yeah, that's what he wound up doing. I thought that was so cool that that was you know him, because I remember watching the movie and uh, and I'm like, that's got to be him. It makes too much sense, you know. Like what he what you know he you figured with everything that he went through, he would stick around. And there's the other twin. So now you got the Mothra fairies. Oh. Yeah, the other one is with Monarch right now. So the bioluminescence thing of Mothra, I just love it. It makes a lot of sense for her to have something like that. Yeah, I think Mothra looks really cool. I think all the monsters look really cool in here. Like the Mutos are the ones, like the shittiest looking out of all the monsters you see in all of this. Um, do you know who Gigan is? What does he look like? Cyborg chicken. Got the hook arms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember <laughs> when uh, G14 chicken. come out. Yeah, cyborg chicken. That's what he is. He's a cyborg. Uh, the the backstory, and um, I forgot who it was for IDW Comics. Uh, they wanted to write a backstory on his character because what he is, because he's a cyborg, and what aliens do, they would take him planet to planet to fight the monsters to rule them, and then they just keep rebuilding him. You know, and giving him weapons and stuff. So, like, the buzzsaw on his belly is a weapon, you know, from when he's been defeated and, like, ripped open. He's had both of his arms missing. That's why he's got hook arms and all that other stuff. <laughs> but uh, I remember when G14 come out and you got the little tease for the Muto. Everybody's like, oh, God, I can't confirmed. And then there was uh, the mail was flying around through the buildings. And the floor. Yeah, everyone thought like, it was well, and confirmed. I'm like, pump the brakes, guys. They didn't say it. this is all new monsters. Yeah, and that's the other moth that you're in right there. That's what they're supposedly, they're twins. So that's what they're supposed to represent in this movie. Oh, shit. Huh. Mm-hmm. And see, and then there's uh, the people before them that worked for Monarch. See? I thought that that was a really cool way to realistically put them in this movie without it being like, hey, there's the like, you know, seven inch little tiny cute Asian, Asian girls running around trying to tell you, Godzilla's approaching, Godzilla's approaching, you know? Yeah, I've never really understood those, <laughs> those twins. No, I don't either. Like, uh, like if you ever watched the first Mothra, like, well, you know, our island was affected by nuclear radiation from all the bombing in the uh, South Pacific. You know, that's every Toho movie. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> the origin of a monster. But it's like, okay, you have all these islanders, but yet just two little fairies, you know, like, how did they get here? Well, like, are there other ones? You know, um, which I guess you get a little bit more of that if you ever watch the rebirth of Mothra movies. Uh, they kind of explain that a little bit more. I do not recommend watching them. They're pretty cheesy. They're more get geared for like uh, young kids. Oh, really? Monster fights are cool. They got yeah. some cool monster fights. And that's why I don't get like they're uh, geared for kids. But like uh, they're all about Ghidorah too. Like Ghidorah is an ancient enemy of Mothra. And mm. uh, like in one of the movies, like Ghidorah's got Mothra, but like the neck slinging around and slamming it in the trees and whatnot. I'm like, it's kind of violent for a, what's supposed to be a kid's movie. <laughs> You know, and then in the second one, Mothra drowns. I'm like, wow, yeah, because it fights an aquatic creature in this like pyramid that comes out of the ocean, and then it becomes Aqua Mothra. Like, Mothra goes through a bunch of transformations. What is the is it a Mothra movie or a Godzilla movie where there's like an evil Mothra too? Yep, the oh, that's a uh, Godzilla versus Mothra battle for Earth. It's actually one of my favorite Godzilla movies. Yeah, that, that evil Mothra is scary looking. <laughs> yeah, Batra. Yeah, Batra's pretty cool. He's actually got um 
in the comics, he's actually got his own version of evil twins. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're like, uh, they're, they're more like adult size than the uh, Mothra fairies are. Let's read a, another bad review here. This one is entitled... Yeah, we're, we're in a slow part of the movie. It's a movie about talking people with monsters in the background. Hey, what did I tell you all ago about <laughs> Toho films? They're all about the people, the monsters are in the background. I mean, so they're not off. It says, what a boring movie. Every monster scene plays in the dark. The characters talk about some family therapy stuff from the beginning to the end. All in all, I'd say there are 10 minutes of monster attacks. The rest is talking and looking at a black box. Uh, the Roland Emmerich movie was the best one. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, you should just stop. Yeah. He he made Godzilla a treat and a real god. Oh, gee. Oh, God. Yeah, he's just looking for that spite. This movie is a waste of time. Give this movie franchise 10 years time and give it to someone who wants to make a good movie about monsters, gods, titans, whatever. And it doesn't have to be 132 minutes long if you have nothing to show. This family drama stuff is boring and does not belong in a Godzilla movie. <laughs> Ooh, man, they're in more of them than what people think. That's a thing. This this one's short. It's entitled "When the CGI Monsters Display the Best Acting Performance." Dot dot dot. It says, "And not the human actors and actresses." Then you know you've got a problem. Tip: Press forward to see the epic monster clash. After that, turn off your laptop. It's a boring as fuck flick with no substance whatsoever. Sounds like me when I was a kid, when I had these on VHS. <laughs> I would just fast forward to like all the monster fights. I didn't want to watch any of that. It's not until I was older that I appreciated like the human sides of some of the stories. It is the hardest part. Like as a kid, it is easier to like kind of sit through that and like space out to that shit because oh, God, you're yeah. just waiting for monster fights. Mm-hmm. As an adult, I was trying to watch a lot of Godzilla movies and I'm just like, man, these in between parts are just boring as fuck. <laughs> they are, man. Uh, I, He's frozen. We'll wait. We'll see if he comes. He comes back on here. We got Dad from. What is that show? Uh, I want to say any given Sunday, but that's not right. What is the football show? Oh, he's coming back. You there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. You got so, frozen there. Well, uh, yeah, for some reason I lost my internet connection. I was like, uh, what's going on? I know the internet's working because I can hear the TV in the living room running. So When you said that, I thought you were talking about Godzilla coming back. I'm uh, like, no. oh, not wrong. <laughs> so I'm what? just making my entrance when the king makes his entrance. What what football show is the dad in this from? What is that? I can't remember Which what the name dad? of it is. The dad, Millie Bobby Brown's dad. That's oh, definitely uh, old enough to be your grandfather. I could not tell you, man. I'm terrible with actors' names and 
uh, a lot of the movies they went in. Like, does it remember the Titans? No, it was That's a movie, it. and then they made like a TV series out of it, and then they made like a remake to the movie. Uh, I don't know. It's what the power of Google's for. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look it up. How many nukes do you have? You gonna nuke a fucking giant moth? You know what's funny about this movie is like in all the old movies, it's like they accidentally always revive him with nuclear warheads. They don't ever want to revive him. It just accidentally happens. <laughs> and it's like, oh, in this one, we need him. Friday Night Lights is what I was talking about. Uh, yeah, that actually sounds right because there was a TV show for that. Yeah, he was in the he was in the TV show, I believe. He might have been in the movie too. Um, the one thing I don't get about. Uh, Sarazawa in these uh, movies is you know like he is like he would be so much older than what Ken uh, Watakabe is he should be like 75 based on the movie based on the timeline that he was around there in World War II like he was a kid yeah you yeah know, so he he's born in like the 40s 80. <laughs> like he shouldn't even be running around doing this like the first time he's seen, seen Godzilla he should have croaked due to you know heart massive heart <laughs> yeah. attack you know I don't get why why Mothra went to the people there. If he wants to help Godzilla, she wants to help Godzilla. Um, You think she'd go to wherever the fuck Godzilla is, float over there and be like, hey, people. Look, I just told you in a movie that she drowned. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she she knows better, so. But how do they find him? Well, you know, that, that, that is a really good question because... It's almost like they've got some tracker on him. So and Yeah, like, they were like they, they were like echo. monitoring its heartbeat and shit earlier. Yeah, so unless they're using the echolocation. Well, maybe they're that, following uh, you know, Cranston here. brought up in the last film. I want to talk about that. You guys were talking about, you know, uh him and the G fourteen and whatnot. You know, one thing that bothered me about uh him in that role, Heat Man, he hyped that movie up so much. And then after it came out, he shit on it so much because he died. Um, you know, and I, he, I think him and Sarah's all on screen, their characters would have been great for this movie. And, uh, you know, and the thing is like, they had a perfect out. They could have been like, Oh, he's dying and not have him die. And then have him join Monarch and show up in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It had to have been like a scheduling conflict or something. Yeah. Because it was so, like you said, it's so off putting and, you know, he, he dies a CGI death. Yeah, it's unexpected, especially, and they have that scene where he's in the neck brace and shit, and they load him onto the helicopter. It's like, why, if you're gonna kill him off, why wouldn't you just say he died when he fell off the fucking railing? Like, yeah, it's almost meant like he was supposed to live, you know, because I I don't see what the need for that scene is. You know, it's kind of except for the whole family thing, I guess. You know, it's like like fucking uh, force Mary Poppins and. The Last Jedi. It's like, you had <laughs> yeah. a perfect out to kill her off right there. She was already dead in real life. Why the fuck didn't you just take that opportunity? <laughs> you know, uh, the rumor, there's a rumor going around that they're going to give those movies the uh, Justice League Snyder Cut treatment for Disney+. Plus. Oh, I'd, I'd take and try it. to retcon them and like redo stuff for them, or she actually like dies during that scene. I'd take it. I fucking so. I like I the Force I'm, Awakens. I hated the other two. 
So, man, you know, uh, I don't hate The Force Awakens. I despise The Last Jedi. And then I gave up so much at um, Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, you know, I think this is fan service. And I think think I'll just like it. So I went in there with low expectations. And I don't hate it. I enjoy it most out of all of them. I just don't. I don't want to say all of them and mean everything. I would understand if people were like, oh, I didn't think The Last Jedi was bad. But there are people out there that are like, that's the best Star Wars movie. Oh, man. And I don't fucking get it. It doesn't make any sense. Like, no, it isn't. It's, it's awful. It's like a, a like companion book because it picks yeah. up right where the movie, the last one left off. And it's this fucking stalemate where they're just the perfect amount of space apart from me. You know, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, so it's such a boring story. Well, I think what really kills it is because, uh, you know, there's this chase scene, right? And then it, immediately when you put a time frame on that, I think it kills it. It, it throws a whole movie out of proportion, in my opinion. Uh, because, like, okay, when you watch a movie, you're supposed to go in with the understanding, like, between scenes, like, you understand there's, like, days and whatnot, especially in a Star Wars movie. You know, um, like, you get this big epic, like, well, they're not jumping day to day. Like, you're supposed to understand, like, well, there's, like, a couple days in between this. And I think once you put a time frame on that, like, when they, sh- like, had the ship where they wanted, it was, like, what, like, 18 hours or something? But yet everything else is going on that doesn't seem like it would fit in an 18-hour time span. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's so, that that movie infuriates me. <laughs> and, then, and, and, yeah, and then they kill Snoke, and, like, they built up Snoke to be something so great. And it was like, yeah, he's dead. Like, you don't get to see nothing at all. And that that's a, that's another movie just like Batman vs Superman where people are like, "Oh no, you don't get it. It's different." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't like it because it's fucking different. Like I don't want different. I want fucking Star Wars. I want a Star Wars movie. I don't want some different take on it. Like if I wanted that, I'd go just go watch a different fucking film franchise." Man, okay, here's an interesting question because you know, we we all love The Mandalorian, right? Do you think if those movies would were better that the hot for the Mandalorian wouldn't be so big. Um, because you know, you're coming off the high of three great star Wars movies that, you know, you're not fiending for good star Wars. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but it is also like, this is the first star Wars television show. That, so. That's very true. So, and it is good. I but I don't know I I don't know I also didn't freak out as hard for that fucking Luke Skywalker thing as much as everyone else did. I thought it kind of sucked, <laughs> like from a story aspect. Like it was cool to see and everything, but it's like, well, we we know where that story goes. He fucking fails. So like that's my biggest problem with the Last Jedi is like you just made Luke Skywalker a failure and a pussy like. Like I said, you know, if they they redo these like they're talking about, you know, they could change a lot. Because, you know, and and I just brought that up with Cranston, you know, that was kind of the thing with uh, Mark Hamill. You know, he hyped the movie up and then afterwards, he's like, I hated what they made me do. Yeah. Yeah, he was not happy. (laughs) I had the chance to meet him at New York Comic Con one time and it was like $200. And I'm like, I just paid 50 bucks to meet Stan Lee. I'm not paying $200 to meet Mark Hamill. I don't think you should have to pay to meet any of these fucking people. Be happy that you, people want to fucking meet you. No. You know, like, uh, well, that was like 2010, 2011. Back then, uh, man, I, I, don't, I didn't mind paying for uh, to meet somebody because, you know, if I'm paying, 
I paid a hundred dollars for four days at New York Comic Con. A hundred dollars a day might get you into a big con these days. Yeah, you know that is true. So yeah, I like, went to uh, Anime Boston like. I think the last time I went was like 2013, maybe. And that was $50 a day. Oh. And that's not bad because then you get, you know, you can put money in your pocket and actually pay to meet people. But like, man, you're paying like seven, $800 for a weekend of a con now, a massive con. Like, how do you have money for anything else? Yeah. I know. I've gone, I've gone with people. And it's like, not only did you spend like fucking $400 or like $200 on your ticket. And you paid for your hotel room. Like, I I used to know this kid, Seth, and he, like, saved all year. He went there with, like, fucking two grand just to buy fucking DVDs and shit he wouldn't be able to find anywhere else. Well, I I can see that. I mean, that's a good thing about a con. I remember uh, when Wizard World started to branch out back in 2012 from just, like, their main con circuit. uh, They brought one here to St. Louis. And uh, I was pretty pumped because they're hyping up. Stan Lee's going to be there. And uh, I had friends that had never met Stan Lee, you know, so they were pretty excited because, you know, we're all big comic book nuts. And, uh, like, a lot of the cast from The Walking Dead was going to be there. The biggest one was um, Daryl Dixon. I'm blank on his name right yeah. now. Uh, and so, and it was $250 to meet him. And it was only, like, $75 beat Stan Lee. I'm like, we're, we're, you know, why? What sense does that make? Well, he canceled, though Daryl Dixon did. Can I think of his name? So that's just what I'm going to call him. He canceled, right? But you could still talk to him on Skype there for the same <laughs> for amount the of same money. Amount and of the money. amount yeah. of people that were lined up for it, like you're paying $250 for a five-minute conversation with this guy on Skype. So, and I mean, I paid $75 to meet Stan Lee dressed like the Riddler and he ridiculed me for it in front of everybody and everybody got a good laugh out of it. So, I mean, <laughs> who wins there, right? Godzilla's like I'm, dying here. So. He's still kind of alive. Yeah. But he's dying. And that's what I, but that's the, what I'm getting, you know, in the center of the earth, there's, there's all this radiation, right? I mean, like, you figured he'd be supercharged after a couple of days. Well, that's the thing. They're getting they're like they can't get close enough because it's too irradiated. So you know, and you 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 brought up in G fourteen at the end the fallout. Even here in these tunnels, the the amount of fallout that they're going to face should be way worse. You know, because it's condensed in a tunnel. You know, they should get it full force. I'm not gonna lie, this made me cry. So he's just down there, like laying out, just trying mm-hmm. to absorb radiation. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, why is it so radioactive there? Because they're close to the center of the earth. That's what that's what I'm guessing. So I mean that's the only thing that really makes a lot of sense. All that for Rodan. But I'm like, no one's worried about Ghidorah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I will I will say that uh, I like the fact that Ghidorah being this bioelectrical creature causes these big superstorms. I think that's a really cool thing for his uh, I guess character. So, because there's nothing like that in the old movies. I thought that was so cool about him, you know, that his bot being so massive that he creates that type of force around him. Yeah, it is really cool. So, goofiest looking Titan in the world, right there. There's Muto Prime. You know, one thing you guys are talking G14, the one thing I don't get is like they're talking about, well, what about the one in Nevada? And then, 
how do the people in Nevada not know it was that big when it broke out of a mountain where there was clearly levels around it? Yeah, I don't get how they even went into that facility to be like, I mean, like they go in, they go through like on elevators through multiple layers. You didn't swing around the side of the mountain to see that the whole thing was ripped apart. <laughs> so fucking yeah, stupid. Yeah, it took a helicopter, you know, like it makes no sense. Like, how did you not know that thing was the size of Godzilla in there? And the thing is, once the first one lived, why didn't you try to start killing that one before it woke up? Yeah. I mean, why didn't you just nuke that mountain? Now, that movie's not perfect, but the, the logic behind some things is very off. Poor Sarazawa. So she's just, like, putting out the signal for everything to, like, come to her location? But, uh, what are you talking? What do you mean? Like Millie Bobby Brown here, she's at Fenway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got out the orca and stuff. So, just to attract all the kaiju there. Mm-hmm. For what reason though? Party time. Yeah, she's she just like fuck Cir- it. Circle jerk. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, my my thing is, I, I guess to kill Ghidorah because Ghidorah is like controlling everybody. Is what I what by what I get with the orca. Like, its pattern, I guess, matches what the orca does. Hmm. Which I don't get. I mean, if it's an invasive species, wouldn't it make sense that their their natural instincts would override any type of control from this monster to destroy it? Like, hey, you just woke me up, you know, from like like a 20,000-year-old nap. Like, what do you want? You know, this is my world. Yeah, yeah. It's very, That's why I said, like, I have, really have no need for this fucking device. Like, just have them bowing down to him. Like, yeah. and you don't know what to do to stuff. Like, they always have to try to act like, well, we're going to make the people smart. And it's like, some shit can just be out of your fucking control here. Like, giant prehistoric monsters attacking the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and that's the thing. Anytime the people in Toho movies try to control the monsters, like, it, it, it always backfires in some way. Or, or it's uh, done goofy, like in uh, Godzilla versus Space Godzilla, the guy that builds the device that they test on Godzilla to control him, uh, actually works for like a mob, and then like, like he's like, yeah, the mob's gonna control Godzilla, <laughs> like, 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 okay, I mean, what, what good is that gonna do to you, you know? Because if you're trying to like take over everything by Godzilla, he's just gonna destroy it while he's there. You're not getting anything out of it. But that's that's a good thing about the Toho movies. They get so campy at sometimes, like you know not to take them seriously. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, peace out, we're somehow gonna drive a submarine within a safe distance away to avoid a nuclear explosion. Yeah. Well, if you look at them steps and being a seventy five year old man, they probably had all the time in the world to get out of there. <laughs> that's true. I mean, because you know that thing cannot be heavy. Hope he, he pounded some Pedialyte before he fucking went. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he had his hover around, you know, he'd been right up in <laughs> steps. These steps better have one of those chairs that go, the electric chairs that go up the side. Or he's never yeah. getting up these stairs. How is this thing not, like, Mal? Like, you had drones that were literally, like, exploding from being around too much yeah, radiation. Yeah, like, how is his hand not, like, 
melting. Melting. You know. <laughs> they their pep talk form was basically like, "This is gonna suck." Like <laughs> FYI. <laughs> like, and then all of a sudden, like he realizes that Godzilla's there. You should have heard him breathing when you were like walking to that area. There was no way in the world you wouldn't know that he was right there. That and you have a nuclear bomb. Like, yeah, you don't gotta get up close and personal with him. It's a nuclear bomb. He'll it, be fine. <laughs> He'll get it. That thing's but, got but, some range to it. You're not peppering him with a fucking shotgun. <laughs> yeah, I did like this part though because it's such an homage to the uh, original Sarazawa in the first one. You know. Like he he finally like was that close to Godzilla and realized you know it was the last thing he wanted to see. Then he also created a weapon that he didn't want in anybody else's hand. So yeah, yeah, this this fucking hand would be like peeling off right now. Oh yeah, I, you figured he wouldn't be able to breathe. You know what I mean? Like as soon as he took that mask off, it would be like instant like death. Yeah, how do you not know his that giant head's right there? Here's what I don't get. If you look at that scene, they're still like almost in the temple when the explosion comes up behind them, and then they're way far away yeah. from it by the time it catches up. I never realized that till just now. And I think Ugh. it's listening to you guys picking shit out that I'm like pick out stuff like that. I know it's weird. People will like send us comments and stuff and be like, oh, in this episode where you said this, it's actually this. And I'm like, we're not actually like really asking questions. We're just posing how ridiculous things are like we're saying why is it like this because it doesn't make sense we don't want yeah. it. we don't need it we understand the answers <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and besides it's a movie you can't take it seriously man that's what i don't get about people it's glad like, oh, nobody well, wanted to uh ever come back and and research and and <laughs> discover the lost city of atlantis yeah just blow it all to shit. <laughs> I go put that bomb in Godzilla's mouth and make him chew on it. It's like taking some tums. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like this right here, like the the water that recedes around him should have pushed that sub away easily. Yeah, and like washed over the top of it. Oh yeah, like in that in the scene in the first one where it's like a fucking tsunami that he's getting out of the water. And then that never ever happens again. Mm-hmm. It literally like pulls the ocean out by like fucking yeah hundred yards, <laughs> and then floods it, it, an entire city when he actually like gets out of the water. And and see that's and then you know and if you notice there Washington D.C. and stuff with Ghidorah, his storm floods the entire capital. You know, so it's like they might have called on at some point that hey we 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 missed out on parts of this in the first film. Water's like going down, <laughs> like filling like, in Atlantis. He's like, "Hey, I know you. I killed your kid." Yeah, he's what's like, up, you bro? You got beef? <laughs> he said, "Tell your lady to stop coming after me. <laughs> Tell your girl to stop fucking hollering at me. You got thirsty, bitch." I see they got it right there. At least they got wet. But yeah, that sub would have been pushed away. And again, what is he standing on? He's like in ankle deep water somehow in the yeah, middle of the ocean. Like my favorite one, even though his tail's up, is like his tail was down there twirling around, like in the vortex was keeping him afloat. Yeah. 
and it's a constant thing in Godzilla movies. Like uh, you were talking about the evil ball throwing Batra. That one uh, is the worst about it. Like uh, they're bringing Mothra's egg to uh, Japan. Godzilla senses it. He shows up on the cart where the cargo ship is. And they're like, oh shit, Godzilla's here. You know, let the egg go. Let the egg go. Cause they know he's going to go after the egg. And then you see Batra come up, right? So here's Godzilla waist deep in water. Batcher comes up, they start fighting and whatnot, and then Batcher leaps on top of him where he was just standing, pushes him under the water, and then they sink straight to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> you know, it's like, how is this possible? You were just waist up in the water. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think, like, that scene is supposed to be, like, epic, and I, and that's kind of what I mean. Like, a lot of the, they they had to use so much CGI in this movie that Godzilla doesn't look as good. I feel like he looks a lot better in 2014. Like well, I think it's like what you said. There was so much budget with the rest of the monsters and whatnot going around. So. Like, that whole scene, that none of that looked real. Now, 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 now um, don't, don't hold me to this, because I don't think they mo-capped the first one, but I know... Uh, I know Ghidorah and this is mocap. There's three guys that play each head for Ghidorah. Oh, really? Yes. So, so if I'm right, yeah. Oh, yeah, now you get it. I mean, you're you're you're, you're only um, an hour 39 minutes like 15 seconds behind, <laughs> you know. Well, they just keep like drop like just drop more nuclear bombs on them, make them even stronger. <laughs> you would think so, especially after how they, this one ends. And what is like? I'm sure we'll get to it more when we get there. But is that supposed to be like when he becomes like burning Godzilla in this? Is that just like all like he's supercharging from all from that radiation, or is that yes, completely just much, like yeah. Mothra? Center well, energy into them. See that—that's what I, I don't understand about this because they—they they use it as a burning Godzilla, and in the uh, Toho series, that's what he is. He just has so much radiation in him, like a nuclear reactor. Like he's going to explode. Yeah, he's having a meltdown. So uh, this, I, man, it—it it makes no sense unless she is radioactive herself. Um, in uh. In Godzilla versus uh, Mechagodzilla two, it's got Rodan in it, and it's kind of a uh, homage to that uh, scene yeah, like that we're we'll talking about, you know, because he's a radioactive creature. When he dies, he literally melts into radiation, and Godzilla absorbs him, and that's when that's where the whole uh, burning starts is in that movie, because he's absorbed so much radiation, like he's going to explode. So yeah. Yeah, I don't really like the attack that he gets from it in this either. Like, where it's just so. like a wave. It's like, no, I wanted to see fucking... I wanted to see orange atomic breath. Yeah, well, the wave is Mothra. If I'm right, uh, it's been it's been probably about a year since I've watched this. But, uh, yeah, I think if you notice, the wave that shoots out is like it looks like Mothra. Oh, really? Yes, if I'm right. So, And I hate that they just focus on her. 
Like I I I, I don't I don't get that. Um, is it because they're attracted uh, to the orca? Like you figured they wouldn't even focus just on her; they would just start ripping shit apart like they're doing right now. Yeah, they're putting out some sort of like alpha call. Like she would be dead right there. Yeah, I'm sure like this pollution that fucking comes out ain't great to be breathing in. This can't just be like a storm. <laughs> yeah. But it's like that she went to Fenway in Boston and played that over the intercom. And it somehow traveled to fuck that signal traveled to fucking DC. That's a long ways away. Man, the only I guess the only way you could explain a lot of that is maybe that the orca rides on like radio waves or like microwaves, you know, something that's com- like that's always transcending around the globe. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would have to. I mean, that would be the only thing that would make remotely any type of sense. <laughs> she just got hit by that giant boulder and it just kind of like bounced her against a wall like she'd be what? fucking dead. <laughs> Oh man, she's 11, dude. <laughs> That'd be great if out of nowhere she's just started like moving shit with her mind. Well, that's a Godzilla trope too, so... The psychic and uh, Miki and all the high size series, she has, a, she has a link to Godzilla. And that's how they always track him. She always can feel him. It's weird. Makes no sense. Like, this one person has a link to Godzilla telepathically. Oh, shit. I do like his atomic breath better in this one than in 2014. 2014 is just kind of like fire, like blue flyer. I don't, uh, I don't hate it in that movie either, but yeah. And this is more like the beam. Like my, my thoughts on that is like, it's because he's been asleep like for so long. Like, um, he was like, think about it, dusting like the cobwebs Godzilla. off. Yeah, exactly. Like in Shin Godzilla, you know, it's almost like a plume of like, like smoke, like out of a smokestack, and eventually it turns into the fire to then to a beam. That's the only thing I could think of that that whether they change it or you know, it just looks cooler because his design is different in this movie. Yeah, like, it's, like you know, spikes he's got, are like, bigger and shit. Yeah, yeah the glyphs. Uh, I think his dorsal spikes are different. Man, here, here, speak of dorsal spikes, Godzilla. Uh, Toho is so picky with Godzilla's uh, design. Like they would, like you, you notice, like he doesn't have the classic Godzilla dorsal fins in this movie. That you get like in every Godzilla movie, where there are like three spikes on one side and like one or two on the top. Yeah, like it, it, you would be surprised, like how protective uh, Toho is over Godzilla after the '98 uh, disaster. And they still have the balls to like complain about these ones, like. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Them and the Japanese audience when the four, when twenty fourteen came out, they were like, "He's fat," and I'm like, "He." The scene of him walking back to the ocean, the shot from the back, is an exact same image as like the poster for the original Godzilla. Like he's the exact same size. Like yeah, he's more realistic looking. Yeah, like have you not seen? Uh, that's what I don't get. It's like, have you not seen Godzilla in like the high side films? That boy's chunky. Yeah, yeah he's got fucking fat lady legs. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got great. He's got gankles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he sure does. And that's what I hate about this right here is like, how do all these people walk around and never get stepped on while yeah. these two like massive things are fighting around them? 
Yeah, why are you flying around so close? I mean, mm-hmm. at least they're in jets and shit. That really bothered me in 14, yeah. where they're, like, checking their pistols and stuff. It's like, you're fighting a fucking 200-foot-tall monster. What are you going to do with that? It must be so weird. Like, I was, I was a little shocked they didn't, like, give Ghidorah arms. Just to try to, like, make it, or, like, make it, like, a four-legged, because sometimes it's, like, has four legs. Yeah, and a Final Wars of Kaiser Ghidorah. They stayed it pretty accurate to that character, like, the lasers and everything. Like, I was mm-hmm. I was surprised. I thought the character, to make it make more sense, would have gotten a, a bit of an overhaul, but I'm happy they stuck with it, looking pretty, pretty regular. It's got like chicken legs. <laughs> yeah. I like how they make Mothra so tiny compared to everything else. Because in the uh the old films, like Mothra is massive. Well, like her wingspan is longer than Godzilla's height. Yeah. Yeah, that's kinda how like uh like uh King Ghidorah here, like, its its wings are, just, like, so massive. Like, that's how they kind of use the scale to make it. She just Spider-Maned its face to the fucking wall. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, they narrowly escape another explosion. They start ripping heads off here, boy. Like, and here's what I don't get. Like, when we first see Rodan, like, him just flying, casually flying over that village or that city was destroying everything, but yet him and Mothra are caught in a tussle flying over everything and nothing goes flying. Yeah. Like, none of the buildings are destroyed or anything. Yeah, they're like, we don't need that aspect anymore, so we'll just drop it. (laughs) Kind of wish Mothra had a little more, like, powers here. Like, doesn't she have a laser or something in the other movies? Yeah, she's got, like, an antenna laser and all that other good stuff. Could at least give her, like, acid spit or something. So, uh, well, let's see. She's got that. uh, She's always had this poison powder. Like, her, like she sheds her scales and they're yeah. poisonous. They've, and like, they've always been poisonous, Godzilla. So. Yeah, I've never really understood their relationship because it goes so, like, back and forth. Like, some movies they're fighting, some movies they're friends. Like, it's all mm-hmm. over the map. Well, like, um, like, you know, the Showa films, this is one thing I kind of did not get, like, He's he's basically like, hey, I'm pulling all this power from the electrical grid, which I thought this looked cool. But then again, I guess if it makes sense if Godzilla's drawing power from you know a nuclear bomb, that something that's bioelectrical could draw power from the electrical grid. It's so colorful, <laughs> so colorful yeah. compared to the last movie. Well, you, you that, I think that's one thing that hurt. Like you talk about the Mutos with the uh, EMP. There's nothing that, you know, sh- sticks out when you get a scene like this where it's dark. Because, like, you've got Godzilla and you've got the blue. you got Rodan with the, you know, the lightning breath. The bioluminescence with Mothra. The, uh, the embers that come off of Rodan. Oh, and yeah, that led to some uh, pornographic drawings as well. That scene right there, dude. <laughs> People, man, I I just don't get it. 
People love weird shit. <laughs> I mean, that weird. I think you're being a little bit nice. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like the most dramatic scene in the movie right there. Rodan getting stuck. He gets shanked and falls. I think I'm like a few seconds behind you now somehow. Let me read everything off to you. Maddie, 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 <laughs> Madison, Madison. Yeah, I'm somehow like a, a lot behind you. I don't know how Madison. we were. We were all synced up. Yeah, and I lost connection. You got got and you're behind me. Yeah, I didn't pause it or anything. That's weird. Hmm. They were it lifting the like, rubble off of her. Yep, that's what I'm right. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, right there. Now we're on yeah. track. Uh, oddly enough, just gets in a bathtub. Yeah. It's like Indiana Jones fighting a lead line for a drink. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just perfect timing, you know. Now you care about her so much. You were trying to literally destroy the entire population of the Earth because you said it needed to be rebuilt from the ground up, but now you care so much that your daughter's life was at stake. Yep. I always hate when like the the bad guy's plan is to like destroy everyone. It's like you understand you're part of everyone. <laughs> like you yeah, have like, to be here. Yeah, like what are you gonna do when all this like these people you want dead and all these places like are destroyed? Like what are you going to do? You starting to glow a little? No. Yeah, this I thought this was so cool. Where he goes up in the air, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because. Uh, because, you know, he drops him and basically, you know, he ignites into flames because he's up in the upper atmosphere, right? And uh, a lot of people thought that we were getting a scene right here because, you know, he starts to glow. A lot of us thought we were getting the scene of, like, Ghidorah coming to, coming to Earth, Earth in a yeah. meteor. Yeah. You know? That's what I thought it was from the trailers. Yeah, that's what everybody thought it was. And I thought, man, that's cool. He figured that shockwave would have knocked them down. Yeah, and they're just standing there like, oh my god, Godzilla, no. Especially that family. They have to sit there and root for the monster that was partially responsible for the death of their child. That's what every that's what every good family does in a Godzilla movie. Everybody's got to stand around and watch. Except for, at least in the Toho movies, they, they you realize like the people are far away from what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is true. They don't get all up in the business yeah. most of the time. Uh, the 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 old fateful Martha sacrifice every time Godzilla fights uh, Ghidorah. Always got to sacrifice herself. He's like, oh, my girlfriend. I didn't even get to hit that yet. Well, search, search the internet. You'll find plenty of them, buddy. <laughs> to put up some fan art on the Twitter. <laughs> oh, boy. If you want to keep your Twitter account, you'd be better off maybe Instagram. You might get away with that. Yeah, one thing I don't get is, you know, like, this 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 is like a power-up for Godzilla. But you figured if it was a power-up, it would just, like, bring him back 
to health, not like supercharging, considering he just took a beating and he's about to get fed off of. I forgot about all this, honestly. Yeah, it doesn't make a great deal of sense. Yeah. I, I guess it's kind of like an homage to the Kaiser Ghidorah in Final Wars because it feeds off of him as well. Yeah, that's true. That it is just a they, kind of a weird thing to throw in near the end of the movie, though. Like, oh, by the yeah, way. Consi- <laughs> yeah, considering like he's just feeding off the electrical grid of Boston, but now he's going to feed off of the radiation of Godzilla, which they've already fought like twice, and he did not do. And why aren't you sucking the energy out of fucking Rodan or anything like that? Yeah, no shit. If you made Rodan your bitch, why would you not just suck all the radiation out of him, you know? That would make more sense for why you would call monsters to you. Whatever noise you're making here, wouldn't that irritate the fuck out of Godzilla as well? Yeah, you would think. He is also an alpha. The interest that they always put into this, like, this giant monster... Like, I don't, he'd barely even be able to see these fucking people. They'd be so tiny in comparison. He's got that Superman telescopic vision is what it is. Yeah. And they're always just kind of like, yeah, fucking look for it. Like, there it is. Yeah. Like, yeah, literally, it would be like them looking for ants. Like, you don't notice ants when you're walking around. Yeah. Unless you're looking for ants, you know what I mean? And I think that is an acceptable problem for people to have with this movie like having the fact that there are people in the movie and that the story has to fall revolve around them is you can't really complain about that but the forced trying to make people important in these situations no like no that's bullshit <laughs> like you you are out of your every single person on the planet is out of their element like you can try to do whatever you need to do but like to act like this 500 foot tall dragon would be chasing this woman in a car is when fucking he ridiculous. just blasted her like right out of the gate. Yeah. Why he was literally somehow like laser focused blasting people right out of a helicopter early. Well he was just laser focusing on her daughter like 10 minutes ago. You know what I mean? He's like hey I see you in there in the booth. Inconsistencies. And, you know, why not fire all three? Why you got to fire one at a time? <laughs> I like how, and I just realized this, they never let Kevin fire his during that. Poor Kevin. Yeah, fuck Kevin. They're all sitting there looking like they're able to see this shit. <laughs> like, you don't know what the fuck has happened. And she deserves to die. It'd be a great plot twist if they all just started talking right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is that one movie where they talk. I thought this was cool, how shit's like melting. Also, another thing I didn't need to see in the trailers and know was coming before the movie ever came out. Yeah, was this? Well, I knew yeah, Burning this. Godzilla was happening before the fucking, like, and they show that hand while he's walking across and things are melting. Oh, man, uh, Bandai and uh, Playmates did a terrible job at hiding this. 
because you know they they released like the battle packs. Yeah, did, you, did you notice it? If yeah, it did look like Mothra. Mothra. Yeah, but uh, they they released a battle pack and uh, it had him as Burning Godzilla all there, boy. And people were mad because you know that's a Burning Godzilla, such a big thing to the fandom, you know. And people were like, "Wow, they just ruined this." I feel it. It still looks fucking cool, though. Oh, no, man. He looks badass. He just crushed him with his foot. I was very... Mm -hmm. I thought it was very weird. Like, we'll see here in a second. Like, how the fuck did he end up in his mouth? And the fact that he is kind of just, like, back to normal. It's like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) Like a super move. Yeah. Well, it's almost like he was a nuclear bomb. I saw someone say in a comment that was like, oh, he can, remember, he can do that now. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was like a one-time thing. So, well, um, the comic before this, he does this. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not so moth or supercharged, though. See, like, why does he have his mouth, his whole, like, neck in his mouth? He's eating it? Yeah. And the head is actually alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why I don't get, you know, why why wasn't it, you know, why is it the one we see here at the end, spoiler alert, alive? You know, why didn't it grow another body? I feel like this was a response to, like, people really like the breathing it down its throat and ripping its head off part, so we need something like that. Yeah. I hope he comes back. Yeah, I like him a lot. The old guy, he, he is awesome. For now, that's to throw in that we're making another movie. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. When when he first turned and I seen that thing showed her, I'm like, oh my God, it's Kong. That would have been a fantastic way to end the movie. Oh, yeah, that'd been a great way to Like, end just the turn movie. and he's there and then it cuts. Mm-hmm. And Rodon's like, yeah, Your what Majesty. Up? I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't just cheesy, help though. kill your girlfriend. Yeah, hey, I think this is cheesy. Like, I do. Wow. I did not like this yeah. ending. Yeah, why would you bow? Like you know, like this is court. Yeah, it's like he's he's proven himself as the most alpha on the planet, so they're all gonna fucking like bow down. You know, it, 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 if they're based off of the instincts of animals, you figure they would all run. And I don't like this like pose he strikes here like this. I think he looks, yes, it looks stupid. Kind of goofy. Yeah. And like you're supposed to be able to just, like see all those animals bowing, but you can't really fucking see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good thing there's like 15 minutes of credits here. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, but the cool thing is for fan wise is the stuff that's in these credits. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's like, a lot you, of cool. You shit. learn stuff about Kong and all the stuff, like the other Mothra egg, and all the other stuff. And I, and I like this, you know, it's it's a, uh, you know, it's like, hey, look, they're actually, you know, making the earth, you know, have life again and whatnot. I hate Surge Tatankin from uh, System of Doubt. I hate his cover of the Godzilla song. Oh, did he cover it? I didn't even know he covered it. Yeah, have you not heard it for this? I no. think it's actually uh, in these credits. Oh, is it really? Yeah. 
Godzilla keeps Titans in check. I love how they have footage that is just footage from the first from the movie. Movies, right? It's like who the fuck was taking that? Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, new site twenty six, man. Uh, not too long ago, when uh, the trailer come out, uh, someone it, they made a t- Twitter right before uh, the movie was supposed to release for that new site, right? And uh, so all of us over at uh, Godzilla Fans United, I was like, hey, if you guys seen this, so everybody went and followed this guy, right? Because they thought it was going to be like viral stuff, and then he's like. Dude, I'm glad you guys are all into this. He's like, but I just made this for the movie. It's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> and then he lost all the followers. Nah. Yeah, I still follow it. I thought it's pretty cool. So, because I, I, there's a group of guys that I that I talk to over there, and anytime something like this happens, you know, like uh, we we try to look for viral marketing and whatnot. When Ten Cloverfield Lane come out, I actually found a big part of the viral marketing with this, and we had people going nuts over it. And like uh. I'd wound up, I don't remember what the site was I'd found, uh, but I was kind of basing typing off websites based off of like what they did for like 1.1808 for the original Cloverfield and stuff. Yeah, that was and, really uh, cool stuff. I come across uh, some blueprints for a bunker and everybody's like, whoa. So, you know, I, I put a link up for a site and we're looking and they're like, well, what's this number for? So I, I kind of tracked down the number and it was for a site that built bunkers. And they're like, you should call it. And I'm like, I'll call it. I ain't messed up about it. And then, and then it actually wound up being a number for a home agency in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, so, and I was like, I was like, I guess I'll just leave a message. And I was like, Hey, my name's Justin. I thought this look right there. It is. Got yeah, that is cool. So, and, uh, I was like, yeah, I thought this was tied to 10 Cloverfield Lane. I just want to leave you a message. I'm sorry. So. <laughs> and then you just started screaming. What are you hiding? Yeah, exactly. I was like, I know there's something there. I've cracked your code. <laughs> oh, I love that movie, and it didn't even need to be Cloverfield. No, I really like regular Cloverfield, and I didn't hate uh, Cloverfield Paradox like everyone else seemed to. I thought it was fine. Oh, man, I was uh, very lit down. I thought it was weird. <laughs> yeah, it was very strange. The first Cloverfield is amazing. I don't think you'll ever top a, a viral marketing for a movie like that one had. Yeah, it was it was incredible. I was so, so excited for that movie, and now I guess now J.J. Abrams is actually working on a sequel to that one. I mean, I believe it when I see it. Yeah, yeah, so. it'd be nice. Because I remember when a uh, Super Eight come out, you know, everybody's like, "Oh my god, it's like you know a tie-in sequel to the Clover yeah, universe." It seemed like and it. it wasn't, but it was like a golden opportunity that was missed. I think that guy's in this too. Like the guy from this is in that too. I, you know what? Yeah, I think you're right. I'm going to go look that up right now. Yeah, Super 8 was a weird movie, too. I really like Super 8. I only saw it the one time in theaters, but it was just like... It has the music and kind of the cinematography of like a kid's movie, but the extreme violence of a horror movie. (laughs) Yeah, Tyler Chandler, he is in the movie. It was a bunch of people that I don't think ever went to go do anything else that it looks like. Yeah, as we run through the credits here. That was that was Godzilla King of the Monsters. Hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, Don't go look up any of the images that I talked about that are disturbing. Yeah, I mean, 
Then look it up. <laughs> judge, judge for yourself. <laughs> but judge uh, for yourself and prepare to be judged. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Why don't you tell everyone about everything you do and where they can find you on online? Well, I'm JVD. Uh, I run. I, I kind of should say I kind of co-created the Villains Man with my partner in crime, Evan the Great. Uh, me and him host a fictional battle podcast, Crossover Collision. We kind of break down what you see in comics between two characters. We discuss how you know battle scenarios would play out with them. I also DM our D and D podcast, Last Tavern on the left currently. Um, and then we've got our buddies Hawk and Grumpy. They run Fandom Fusion, which is kind of like just fun nerdy stuff. We we try to come up with topics to uh, talk about. Uh, the other the last episode, they actually uh, filled a hockey lineup with pro wrestlers oh, awesome. <laughs> based on position and whatnot. So, but yeah, uh, we've been doing this for about the beginning of 2015. So we've been at it for a while. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is a long time. Yeah, January 25th, I think, was the first time we put anything out on YouTube. So, but yeah, you can find me over on Twitter at Villainsman. You can find me on Instagram at The Villainsman. You can go find us on Facebook at The Villainsman. So, so yeah, we do our best to try to uh, entertain everybody and uh, keep their mind off the woes of the world. Fuck yeah. You do a lot of entertaining shit, too. A lot of the, the uh, clash-ups that you do, I'm always like... I fucking love to see that shit. <laughs> hey man, if you ever want to come on, dude, you are more than welcome. Uh, you know, if we can line everything out, but uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, you may be a little bit intimidated when you look at the detail we put into everything. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we've had people contact me. Well, usually everybody comes through me because Evan works a crazy schedule. So everybody usually comes to me and they're like, Hey man, I want to be on the show. I'm like, Oh cool. You know, that's cool. You know, uh, you know, you make a matchup or, you know, we've got, we've got matchups for like months created. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, you know, well, you know, we, you know, we kind of study up on the characters and try to, you know, just because Batman lifts a thousand pounds here doesn't mean he lifts a thousand pounds. You know, how many times has he lifted to say that it's legit? Yeah. You know, and then I'll send somebody a snippet of, you know, what, how I used to break things down. And they're like, wow, that's a lot. Like, <laughs> you don't have to do this much work. I'm just telling you, you know, we, we try to break everything down as much as possible. And they get intimidated. And they're like, yeah, I'm just going to keep listening. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'll give it a try sometime. So, yeah, man. I can uh, roll. You, uh, man, okay. Um, uh, Ken M, Ken Moneybags from OD, ODPH. He was just on. We just had Brian Wayne from Cheers Comics. And uh, both of them were the same thing. You're like, I was a little intimidated, you know. But once you get in the role of everything, you know, I, I try to provide everybody with information. You know, like, hey, you check this out, check this out. You know, here's all the books that we're, we're looking through and reading and whatnot, you know, so you can make your own conclusions. And the thing is, you know, like I tell people, and I, I say to every episode, these are just. It's fiction, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, I get into arguments sometimes, or not arguments. I mean, people will just like out of nowhere freak out on Twitter and stuff, and it's like, what are you freaking out about? Like, this is all just make believe bullshit. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if you want to think fucking, you know, whoever is is stronger than whoever, like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, go for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, our our thing is, you know, we 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 bring up the information, and you know. And it's our opinion, you know, so, and there's a lot of times, you know, Evan will disagree with me and I will disagree with Evan, you know, and there's times I'll think something and he'll change my mind completely. You know, it's, it's just a, a discussion, you know, and, and people, you not know, to be taken seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It's best that none of this stuff is ever taken seriously. <laughs> so no, it, it's fiction for a reason, people. 
I mean, come on, you know, three hundred meter tall monsters do not exist. So, oh, if only. Yeah, if only. Yes, if only. I I would definitely worship them, and stay clear of them. I'd freak out. I but I I think I'd freak out that I thought it was so, like. I'd think it was so cool that that actually existed. And then I'm sure the fear and terror would set it. <laughs> you would think it was cool until you seen one. Yeah, until one came so, in my town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, I mean, imagine the distance that you would see Godzilla actually coming from. Like, he would be dozens of miles away, and you would see him. Yeah, that would be crazy. So, so, watching and then you would take off in your away. car, and he would single you personally out, Josh. And hit you with his atomic yeah, breath. Yeah, he'd look me in the face first. Yes. <laughs> and then be like, chase me I down. Re- <laughs> I can read his license plate from here. <laughs> Here's the after credits scene. Which I feel like my, my first reaction to this, like walking out of the theater, was I wonder if they're actually even going to call back to this at all. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, sometimes they just do after credits shit to do after credits shit and then it never yeah. turns into anything. Well, you know, the first thought, you know, with, with the fandom was Mecha King Ghidorah, you know, there's a head. But if you look at Mecha King Ghidorah, he's got two heads and almost an entire intact body. Yeah. You know, there's only one head that's uh, cybernetic. So, like, and then, we, you, you know, we was talking about the Mecha Godzilla. And based on the design, I could see where this would be attached to a uh, a head of the skeleton from the first one based on looking at that design. Personally, I, I, I like the idea of ge- genetic tampering. You know what I mean? And, and creating monsters. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, I'm not going to lie. I kind of got d- disappointed there because I was thinking of the end credits for uh, Kong Skull Island. I'm like, yeah, we get to see the whole Godzilla Kong artwork. I'm like, uh, hey, yeah. that's wrong movie. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, it would have been nice with all the skull, the uh, Skull Island talk there in the uh, credits if they had actually fucking showed King Kong. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Especially when you're you already know and we're releasing like ten months later a King Kong versus Godzilla movie. Hey, I am happy the graphic novels for that movie are being released before the movie. Are they? Thank Christ. Just a day before. <laughs> well, at least you'll have so time. not a week. <laughs> so. All right, buddy. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Do this. Thank you for being so insightful. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. I told you I might not. Have, I might not know a commentary, but I can drop some uh, cliff notes from uh, stuff that you might not know about. So. Yeah, no, that was that was amazing. That was perfect. We've never had like, an expert on anything really. <laughs> on man, air. I would. I would call me an expert. Don't give me an ego or anything <laughs> like that. I, what, uh, like I, I've loved Godzilla since I was probably about three, and and I do know things, but a lot of stuff I learned I learned from podcasts. Um, there, there's a lot of good podcasts out there that do their homework. Um, you're you, obviously like you and Ben really like film, right? Yeah. Like you guys watch a lot of movies. There's a podcast called, um, man, I just went blank on their entire name, but we're, while I'm looking it up here on my podcast list, they don't do it as much as what they used to, but they, uh, they break down the old films and they even do the new ones now when they come out. But uh, they give you a lot of insight on the films and a lot of the, like, how this was made, how this was done, how they got to this. The Godzilla Pod War Hour. Um, and, like, uh, the, the amount of – because they're both um, film students. 
And uh, they both work like, I don't know what they do. I think one of them even works and runs a theater. But um, like I learned from those guys, and this is what I thought was crazy. Um, do you know that Frankenstein exists in the Godzilla universe as a giant monster? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, because of uh, Godzilla Conquers the World, all the German films up to a solid point with Godzilla were based on Dr. Frankenstein in the title. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so, so it's like Godzilla, blah, 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 Frankenstein. <laughs> so and they did that for like four or five films. So, That's like you learn uh, a little stuff like that from them, so... There was a there was a period in like the sixties or seventies where gorillas were just like the fucking thing for comic books. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So there'd be comic book covers with gorillas on them that weren't even there's like that has nothing to do with what's inside the fucking comic. Exactly. Because <laughs> so gorillas sold, man. Like Superman I mean, fighting a giant fucking gorilla on the I cover, was just about and then to say that there's I no gorilla the in the book. <laughs> Superman's like that, so it's so stupid. Yes, and there were so many gorilla movies at that time you know because of king kong and like man at the time you think you got a uh, conga i think conga is the big one and i think that's the movie where the monkey flips everybody off like the giant <laughs> gorilla flips everybody off so gotta love it man hell yeah gotta love it. yeah we'll definitely do some more uh kaiju movies and we'll have you on here we'll have to have you on here when we do pacific rim Ooh, man, I, I love Pacific Rim. Man, before you read Pacific Rim, got to read that graphic novel first. Yeah. So it's the start of everything, and it makes a lot all them characters, which I don't hate any of them, but it just makes them that much more important to the movie. So Yeah, I'll have to track it down, especially since I've already seen the movie. Um, Yeah, if you can't find it, if you can't find it digitally, man, I'll mail it to you. I'm about to mail some, a guy some comics just because he can't find them, and he wants to read them for our podcast before he comes on. So There we go. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Thanks, so, buddy. I don't mind. I don't mind shipping some cherry around. <laughs> All right. Well, you can find this show on Twitter, FNBN Podcast. We are on Facebook and Instagram, FNBN the number four and the letter U. You can email the show, FNBN the number four and the letter U at gmail.com. We have a T Public store, tpublic.com forward slash FNBN. We have a Godzilla versus Kong inspired t shirt up right now. Oh, that's that, so awesome. Yeah, thank you. That has uh, our lovable mascot, Fred the Robot, joining in on the fight. He's diving in there. And uh, I think there, there's another design that'll be up by the time this comes out, but it's not done yet, so I don't even know what it looks like. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie. When you when you sent me that, though, he's like, you want to see something dope? And when I looked at it and when it loaded, I, I come up from the bottom up, so like I'm scrolling up the picture. And I seen the middle, I'm like this. This motherfucker is about to ruin more Mecha Godzilla for me. I thought it was Mecha Godzilla at first. I'm like, oh, it's Fred. Yep. Yeah, Fred loves to tussle. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, go check all that out. And uh, we will be back on Monday for. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think we'll be back on Monday with our review of the Snyder Cut. Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League. So we'll see see how that goes. Fingers crossed, that's good. <laughs> Is it going to be four hours? Yeah, no. <laughs> that's that's why it like burns my ass a little bit. These commentaries will be like two and a half, and they'll get less downloads. And it's like, but y'all motherfuckers so pumped for the Justice League four hour edition, like you can't sit yeah. through this. 
Yeah, and I guarantee your two and a half hour commentary will be far better than that movie. <laughs> well, it's like you could you could pause this anytime you want to. I don't I do not understand people who are like, oh, I only want like a ninety minute podcast. It's like you know you don't have to listen, listen to, to it all at once. Time. Like there's a pause button for a reason. You can go back to it later. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, we're, you know that's why people put breaks. You know, listen to a promo. You know, pause it. Yeah, you know, perfect spot. I, I, well, that's how we try to do our stuff. You know, give a perfect spot to pause everything. All right. So I'm Josh. I am not Ben. <laughs> and this is the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast signing off. Stay nerdy, my friends. There I'm it nice. is. Fuck yeah. We gotta hit the sound soundboard. <laughs> 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 <laughs>